All right, everyone. Time to end the year correctly. Oh, it's yeah. an A to Z show. A to Z, closing out the year, finally. This will probably be out like around New Year's, I would think. I would imagine, yeah. Yeah. We can get it out by the weekend. It'll be New Year's. So yeah. That'll work. And then we can play it for all our friends at our New Year's Eve party. There you go. <laughs> Was it Monday? Yeah. <laughs> just keep adding it to the playlist over and over. Just keep pulling it up on Spotify. Yeah. It just keeps coming in. I'm like, who's doing this? Oh, my God. What are you guys <laughs> such a fan? I mean, I'm, I'm fine with listening to it. I yeah. have no problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> really? You liked it that much and want to add it again? Oh, I mean, yeah, cool. No, we can keep playing. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I got no problem with it. <laughs> It'd be amazing. That'd get me kicked out of the party immediately. Yeah. All the shit I've done, that's what will get me kicked kicked out of the party is yeah, playing my finally, own podcast yeah. constantly <laughs> not that they wouldn't have seen it coming you've threatened it before at mm-hmm. various parties my favorite question you guys like podcasts mm-hmm. check this out I, I don't even tell them it's mine at first I'm just, yeah no ch- check out this sweet new podcast I yeah. heard I'm like yeah and it only takes it's... three seconds before you talk usually so <laughs> exactly yeah no they they pick it up pretty quickly oh okay but, oh well and they always turn it off too so Except this time. They've listened this far. They might as well keep it going. <laughs> oh, we can talk to ourselves in the future right Ooh. now. I just thought about that. Uh, if we're going to be playing at the party. Yeah. So, uh, you have a message for future Zach? For future Zach? Um, just keep rocking, buddy. You're the man. Yeah. Keep it up. And definitely make Varble do another shot. I think he definitely needs one. Fuck. <laughs> future <laughs> Andrew, deny that shot. You've already had three, probably. Future message Varble, listen to nothing Zach says. <laughs> that is not just a gummy bear that he's handing you. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> just get, like, sweet-ass edibles and get you stoned as hell. <laughs> welcome <sighs> back. Yeah, welcome back, guys. We had a, a little week off there with me being sick on our normal uh, recording day, and then you yeah. were sick Saturday. On we the alternate gonna, day. Yeah. yeah, we were going to try to make up. I was still a good friend, though. I texted you in the morning and get that treadmill. You did. I was really happy, though, when you were like, I'm not feeling too good, man. I don't want to do it. I was like, sweet, because I am so hungover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I was sick all day that day, and then got up the next day and ended up walking over to my neighbor's house and just knocking on his door. I'm like, hey, can you help me move this real quick? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. So right on. Worked out good. Cool. I mean, were you just, like, hungover? What happened? No, I think it was food poisoning. No sadly. shit. Yeah, because I went up to grab the truck in order to get the uh, treadmill from my friend's house. Mm-hmm. And so I went to my parents, and I was at the bar in the truck. They're like, oh, we're about to go out to eat. There's a uh, golf course up there. It's got real good steak dinners and stuff like that. I was like, right, oh, yeah, that's true. Sounds good. So I went out there, and the steak was excellent, but I don't know. Maybe just something about it. How'd you get it cooked? Medium rare. Mm. I mean, that should make you sick. Yeah. Medium rare shouldn't anyway. And that's like my normal order. It's not like I deviated from something yeah. I'm used to. So I don't know. Did your parents get sick? Uh, mom did also, yeah. Okay, that's probably food poisoning then. Yeah. yeah, something you guys shared. Most likely set that off. Food poisoning is the fucking worst, man. Yeah. I've had that so many times. It sucks dicks. Oh, yeah. I get, like, minor food poisoning from Pizza Hut's uh, jalapenos on their pizza. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, it just, like, it ruins my uh, b-hole. And, oh, like, I just yeah. have to, like, be on the toilet for six hours afterwards. And it's such a bummer because that's my favorite thing to put on pizza is pepperoni and jalapenos. But really? Just, oh, it just ruins me afterwards. <laughs> It's worth it, 100%. Yeah. You just got to moderate it. It just sucks. Yeah, it's like, I, I can't do it on a day I'm going to have to work the next day. Because I'm like, I'm going to need to be home. I'm going to need to be four steps from the bathroom at all times. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, yeah, Saturday kind of sucked for that. But then, but um, by that evening, I was just feeling fine, but didn't really want to risk going out to anything. So No, I get that. I stayed in the rest of the weekend. Didn't actually do anything until... 
Christmas. Went over back after my sister's house for nice holiday. It was really nice. That's awesome. There's nothing better than watching a five-year-old and a two-year-old just rip through presents. And oh my god, that's so much the fun. The joy on their face. Oh yeah, no, that's the best. And even like the smallest thing, like it's like a dinosaur toy that he's probably <laughs> gonna play with for like thirty seconds and forget about for the rest of the year. But right. At that moment that he opened, he's it like, was oh the coolest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was the best uncle. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Did you get anything fun for Christmas? Uh, nothing really fun per se, but a lot of useful stuff. So yeah, yeah. Got a bigger crock pot. So fuck yeah. Crockpots are always useful. Absolutely. Those the one I have is kind of small, so I got one that's like two and a half times the size, so that'll work out real good. No, so we're going to have to do D&D here again soon. That's what so I'm thinking, yeah. More just to test it out. <laughs> and then got a... Chili cheese dip. Bunch of different workout type clothes and pants and stuff, so... Nice. Yeah. I like how good with the treadmill, too, so... There you go. Yeah, I, I got some uh, weight sets, so I'm starting to build my weight room up again, because yeah. I need to start lifting weights again. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to, losing some pounds. So. Yeah. I'm actually not even going to try to lose weight. I just need to replace it with uh, muscle. Yeah. Because like, I've, I've lost so much muscle mass from what I used to have like four years ago, and it just really irritates me. So I'm just going to start working out again. So I got some kettlebells and uh, a nice little uh, barbell set for uh, that's like uh, adjustable where you can put different weights on it and stuff like that. Oh, so nice. I got that. Well, there you go. Between the two of us, we got our own home gym membership. Fuck yeah, man. Well, Work set. out of your house and cardio at my place. I just got to get a, uh, I, I need two more things, but I got to wait until I get my garage emptied out before I buy them because mm-hmm. I really want to get a squat rack because that's the most efficient machine in the gym. Is it really? Yeah, you build the most muscles on a squat rack. Hmm. Didn't know that. Because you just, your fucking legs just get jacked up because you're already constantly working out your legs anyway. Yeah. So then you start squatting and then like your fucking glutes get hard and you just get like, you know exactly what's up. So, yeah, you can get a lot of gains from a squat rack. And then I obviously just need, like, a, a bench press. Like, a <laughs> bench, basically, so I can do yeah. bench presses. <laughs> and get a couple more kettlebells. You going incline or flat? I'll probably get an adjustable one. So oh, really? Flat for the bench presses, but then you can still do, like, butterfly curls and shit like that with the incline. Gotcha. So, yeah, just do, like, an, an adjustable one is what I would do. But I got to get my garage cleaned out first so I can put them out there. And then if I can find a cheap one, I think I'm going to hang a heavy bag out there, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, kind of go back, maybe use that for my cardio, go back to my old uh, boxing ways, back when I used to do that. So Just fit every Irish stereotype, then? Yeah, pretty much. Mm, okay. And then I'll, I'll hang a Guinness sign up, and I'll have, a, like, a kegerator. <laughs> and I'll never leave my garage ever again. <laughs> Just pictures of uh, nude calendars or something. <laughs> yeah, other than that, it was pretty good. Uh, it was a busy weekend. Oh, it was yeah, a, yeah. It was a good weekend. That's why it was like the worst possible time I could get sick because I had plans with a bunch of different people and felt like a shithole to cancel everything. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, Friday. Everybody night. entertains. So. Oh yeah, no, nobody cared. At least not on our end. So. Okay. I know Friday night we went. Uh, we went out with my dad because he hadn't had a drink since Thanksgiving because he had a, a physical coming up. Oh okay. Like the Wednesday, like last Wednesday. He had a physical that day, and he's a truck driver, so, like, if he doesn't pass that physical, he's fucked. He's kind of, like, yeah, he, he can't work anymore because of, like, the, what he does, moving barrels and shit like that. And, uh, yeah, so Dad got his physical Wednesday, and um, he was on, because uh, he had, like, a heart attack scare a couple years ago. Oh, really? It turned out to that. not be a heart attack. What he had was a pinched nerve in his uh, neck, oh. and he was helping my neighbor lift, a like, an air conditioning unit out of the window, and that pinched nerve, like... 
jolted him and it went across his chest. So he had like a shooting pain across his chest. So he's like, oh, I'm probably having a fucking heart attack then. That was the night that uh, I was still living at home. So this was probably like five years ago or six years ago. But he, um, I was getting ready. It was right around Halloween. And I was literally in the shower getting ready to like go to a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and like as I'm in the shower, and he goes, hey, uh, just letting you know, uh, Mr. Randy, our neighbor, he's like, Mr. Randy thinks I'm having a heart attack. They're going to take me to the hospital. He's like, I'm just going to let you know. You go ahead and go to the party. Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. That's going to happen. And I was like, Dad, get the fuck in the car. I'm taking you to the hospital. He's like, no, you got a party. Don't miss out on that, man. I'm fine. And I'm like, get, get your ass in the car. We're going to the fucking hospital. <laughs> so, and then they found out, like, he had, didn't have a heart attack, which is good, but he had, like, high blood pressure and his cholesterol was shitty. But now he's off both of those medications because he's been working out for the last five years hmm. and, like, you know, exercising, eating healthier. So now he's uh, off all of those medications. And he got a two-year card from the doctor for his physical, so he doesn't have to do another one for two oh. more years. So Fuck yeah. We had to go celebrate Friday night, which Definitely. we did. It was, it, it was a good time. <laughs> got him loaded. Nice. Which is always fun to do to my dad. Especially after almost a month off. Oh, yeah. It's so funny how he'll just, like, he'll quit drinking a lot. I mean, like, he, when he was younger, he talks about all his party days and shit like that. I mean, that guy never missed a joint, never missed a beer, never missed a party, nothing like that. Did it all. Yeah. And then, like, had a kid, had it, and knew he needed to keep his job, so he threw all his shit out of window while he was driving in Arizona in his uh, Peterbilt and has not touched anything since then, except for beers, which he started drinking again when I turned 21. Because wow. then he could go to a bar with me. Like, he just, it's the funniest thing, man. He just quit everything. Cold turkey. It meant nothing. He was like, no. He's like, I got shit I got to do. I'm done with this shit. <laughs> That's why it's the best thing ever to have him watch, like, a show like Intervention or Dr. Phil or something like that. When they're like, it's a sickness. I can't stop, even if I wanted mm-hmm. to. And he's just, like, screaming at the TV, like, <laughs> you're a fucking pussy. You got no will. You're <laughs> soft. <laughs> I'm living proof. <laughs> it's amazing. Do we introduce ourselves, by the way? I, I don't think I don't we think did. We did. No. no, we started talking about the holidays and yeah. got lost. Mm-hmm. You want to go ahead and do that real quick? Yeah, sure. No, <laughs> Should I cut it and edit it back into the beginning? You no. Think, no. I mean, this is what this is the kind of quality that our uh, listeners are used to at this point. So That's true. It doesn't matter. All right. Well, as always, I am America's sweetheart, Andrew. I am America's failed comedian, Zach. Thanks again, guys, for uh, tuning in with us. Yeah, another wacky week. <laughs> that is still such a weird phrase that we still use, tuning in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, when's the last time you touched a tuner? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, we don't do that at all. I also still, like, if I, like, record something on demand, mm-hmm. I still call taping it. Do you really? Yeah, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I taped that. Or I recorded that. Yeah, or, I say recorded, yeah. I and mean, that, that seems fine. I will still sometimes say that I taped that. Mm. When it's like, I haven't taped anything in, since 97, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's those weird holdovers for shit like that. Like, yeah, tuning in, like we're on the AM radio station mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Which is where we belong. Thanks for stopping that dial here at the <laughs> A to Z show, everyone. Hey, everybody. Yeah, wacky morning zoo shows. And you have, like, one of those spinners that make the noises. The <laughs> <laughs> those things sucked. Fucking hack radio bits. Yeah, we hope you guys had a great uh, Christmas. Um, if uh, everything goes right, you'll be hearing this. This will be released, at least, before uh, the new year. So, yeah. closing out 2018. We're getting ready to party. Yeah. Hope you guys are all having a fun time. If you're listening to this at a New Year's Eve party, how mm-hmm. you doing, Zach? Go ahead and get another beer, because okay. I know you need it. There you go. <laughs> it's a fun bit. I'm going to start doing that. I talk to myself in the future. 
Um, you know what? With that beer, go ahead and just shotgun it. Yeah, you know what? Go outside. We'll take a little break here. Shotgun it. And don't even use your keys this time. Just bite the side of the can. Hmm. Like oh, the God, I thought you were going to say just go grab a steak knife or something. Quick, hurry up and ice Varble. You mm-hmm. need to ice him. Do you know what that is? No, Icing? No. Oh, it's a fun little uh, game. And I'm going to start uh, incorporating it with our friends. Because I used to do it with my other group of friends. We would ice each other all the time. Okay. You get a bottle of Smirnoff ice. And you have to hide it in some way or hand it to your friend without them realizing it's a bottle of Smirnoff ice. Okay. And you hand it to him and you go, you just got iced. And then you have to crack it open, get down on one knee and drink the whole bottle. Just chug it. Yeah. Just chug the whole bottle right there on one knee. It's called getting iced. And I'm going to start incorporating that with our group of friends because <laughs> we don't do it enough. And I still, as nerdy as I am, mm-hmm. I still have my uh, bro tendencies because I'm a bit of a bro. You are. And that is one of my favorite things from being a bro was icing people. With my other group of friends, we would do that shit. Yeah constantly you get like the shittiest fruit flavors too for it or, oh yeah. yeah like pomegranate and yeah. shit like that like nothing you want to drink <laughs> i iced a buddy of mine matt by putting it in his uh glove box like his little center console in his car yeah as we were getting ready to go on a beer run i'd already put that out there like about an hour beforehand oh so it's not even cold at no all. it was still cold because it was winter oh, okay. Party. okay but uh sorry i think party i think summertime yeah, okay that's fair but uh we, we like all went out to go to a beer run and we were finishing our cigarettes where we got in the car because we don't want to smoke in a car. And I was like, hey, man, I'm like, check your center console. I think I left my other pack in there. And he opened it up, and I was just like, you got ice, bitch. And then, like, there's a fucking smeared off ice in the center console. Oh, he's pissed. <laughs> and then I made him drive still. Well, yeah. I made him, sh- I made him chug <laughs> that smeared off ice. Did he have to drive. get down on a knee still? Of course. It's part of the mm-hmm. rules. Okay. He wasn't driving. It was fine. Okay. He did later, but at, at the well, point, yeah. he just got down on his knees right there in the yard. And we all shamed him. Mm. It was fun. <laughs> It's a great game. Everybody should be playing ice with yeah. with your buddies. Now I'm going to have to be on the lookout. It's a bummer that Christmas is over, because that's a great gift to get get your friends. Oh, yeah, you just open it. Yeah. Like, oh. If you do, like, a friend's miss, just have, like, a little, like, bag, and you just have a smear mm-hmm. on ice. <laughs> Keep it warm. It's put even it, better. Put it in, like, a huge box so they don't even expect it. <laughs> they have to un- unwrap the whole thing, and there's just <laughs> one smeared off ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be the fucking greatest joke <laughs> ever. Anyway, guys, thanks yeah. again, uh, like I said, for tuning in. Uh, I hope you had a good Christmas. I hope you spent time with your family if that's what you wanted to do. If you didn't want to do that, I hope you went to some sweet-ass dive bar and, like, Christmas Eve and hung out there. There you go. I used to do that all the time. It's a lot of fun, actually. Just find whatever's open. Yeah, pretty much. Hell, that's what we did uh, yesterday, Christmas Day. We were at the bar. So, Hmm. it's because, like, we got home, we got done with everything by, like, four or five. And it's like, I don't want to go to bed but I don't want to drive like all the way downtown because then it's going to be too late. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'll just fucking walk down the street because I know the bar's open. We've been there a couple times on Christmas Day. Oh, so yeah. yeah, we just went in there and hung out. It's a lot of fun to do that. Like Christmas Day, if you got nothing to do, just go find a dive bar or something like that and hang out there and just drink beers because it's usually like five other old people who have either just come from like their grandkids' Christmas or just have given up on Christmas altogether. So they just want to drink, drink beers and play the jukebox and not be talked to. And you just get to hang out in there. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy them. Drinking on Christmas is the best. It really kind of is. It's one of the few times I'm actually able to drink with most of my family. So, Oh, really? Yeah. Like, that was something I always aspired to whenever I was younger. I was like, man, I want to you know, stand out on the porch and drink with my uncles and cousins and stuff. <laughs> and I finally got old enough and realized that it's all just, like, stupid bullshit out there. But, hey, it's still fun. <laughs> They're all talking about politics for no reason. Yeah. They're like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> I want to be a kid again and go back inside. Did you guys see uh, any new Marvel movies? Can we talk about that instead? <laughs> <laughs> and y'all like podcasts? <laughs>
Check this out. Pull up your phone. <laughs> so uh, instead of talking to me, how about you listen to me? <laughs> I say like five words. Yeah, no. Trust me. You're going to like this. I promise. That's going to be somebody's compilation eventually. They're going to cut together like our first 20 episodes. Mm-hmm. I just have all of your speaks, like mm. every word that you've spoken. I think that'll be a lot of fun. It'll be yeah. like a 20 minute. I'm going to say it'll still be under an hour. Yeah, no, it'll be shorter than a podcast, but it'll be a lot of fun. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, fans, for doing that. Then you cut together everything that I've ever said, and it's longer than a normal podcast. Yeah. It's like, God, he never shuts up. They hack into my computer for the like <laughs> unedited cuts. <laughs> if they find all the shit where, uh, that you've cut out, it's mm-hmm. like the fucking Hillary emails during the election. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, it's a pretty long one. Mm-hmm. This last one we just released, though, was, it was pretty tight. Like. I think I even mentioned that in the, in the email I sent you. It was like... Yeah, I think you did. It was you, like a two-hour podcast, just a little over two hours. Yeah, it was a little we, we had two like hours. A, we had like 208 was our actual editing, so... Yeah, because yeah, I was going to say, because you told me you only had to cut out like eight minutes of it or something yeah. like that, and it was just a little over two hours, Yeah, so it was good. It yeah. was like everywhere. We were talking about Metal Gear Solid and shit, which oh, yeah. is always going to get you everywhere. Exactly, yeah. yeah I was going to edit that sense. out, but I was like, no, people need to know this stuff. Even no, if that they, was a fun bit. Yeah. It's one of two things. Either you've played Metal Gear Solid, so you agree with me, mm-hmm. or you haven't, and now you're like, what the fuck is going on in Metal yeah, Gear Solid? This is so batshit crazy. I can't believe he's actually talking about yeah. that. So now you have to play the game to see if I was just fucking with you or not. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, did I make up a bunch of that shit? You're like, mm, I didn't, though. That's the best part. Turns out that Hideo Kojima is just a fucking crazy person. Yeah. He's a really good writer. So you just let it go. It's kind of like how Alan Moore thinks he's a wizard or whatever the fuck he's doing nowadays. Yeah. I'm like, you wrote Swamp Thing, so I really don't care. As long as you're not fucking kids, man. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. That's how low Hollywood has set the bar at this point. <laughs> Have you ever not... As long as you haven't fucked a kid or sexually assaulted somebody, pretty cool with whatever you want to do at this mm-hmm. point. <laughs> Thanks, Hollywood. We appreciate it. Yeah. Did you see uh, End of the Spider-Verse yet? I did. What did you think? Oh, I loved it. I need to check it out. Yeah, you really do, dude. Where's it at? Uh, it's still at Edwards right now. Oh, is it, it's mm-hmm. in theaters. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, so I can't, like, get it, like, video on demand or uh, anything. Can I mean, I? not legally, no. I'm sure there's well, hacks out way. there somewhere. Oh, I'm sure yeah. I can find a way, yeah. Torrents or something. Yeah, I keep hearing really good things. So it was so good, dude. I want to check it out. Yeah. I was getting a lot of, like, uh, a lot of respect from legit critics. Mm-hmm. Like, not even, like, critics of comic book movies, but, like, people who, like, Right. Watch normal movies. Mm-hmm. They're still like those are really good. Like I like that a lot. Yeah, it's really solid, dude. They, they really capture the essence of Spider-Man. Like, and even though it's multiple different Spider-Man, you right. know, like they've all got that intangible, you know, core basically. Right. Like what makes what, Peter Parker or what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man yeah. basically? Like, mm-hmm. What he stands for? Yeah. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, and like. I don't know, just really good, like the acting, the voice acting, they got some really great actors for all the roles, and mm-hmm. they fit the personalities really well. Nice. And it just has a shitload of fun, dude. It's really cool to see in a movie, just have much fun, you know, because <laughs> that's one thing, like, like I really liked about the newer Spider-Man with Tom Holland, because mm-hmm. you can tell he's having fun with it. He's getting into, like, the, the wisecrack, you know, quippy... Spider-Man, yeah, like know, joking what, around when like they fights and Peter stuff. Like Peter Parker is like supposed to be. Exactly, yeah. That, that's, those are the comics that I grew up with for Spider-Man. Like, I didn't really get into the whole self-serious, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, no, like, that was always a cool thing about Peter Parker. And, like, even when he gets a little older, mm. um, he still kind of keeps that, like, quippy sort of, like, uh, shit-talking attitude kind mm. of thing. Because, you know, he's like, he's, he's from the Bronx or whatever yeah. the fuck he's from. I don't remember. Is it Queens? I think it's Queens. Is it Queens? Okay. 
But yeah, no, that was always kind of the fun thing with Spider-Man is that he's just like kind of a jokester. He's like almost like a light Deadpool mm-hmm. in a way, yeah. where he's just like sort of cracking jokes the whole time. And it's fun, especially it gets even funner when like the comics progress and Peter Parker gets a little older because uh, you start to realize he's like the third smartest person in like the Marvel universe. Like he's a genius, right? So it's like really fun when he's just like talking shit and fucking with people, and like Mister Fantastic has to stand there and be like. Yeah, we still we move, we need to solve this molecular biological weapon. He's like, "Oh, I already did that." <laughs> so here's why you're stupid because you stretch. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man's cool. Oh yeah, and the Tom Holland one is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do a lot of good things with this one. You're you're really gonna like it. When's his new one come out? Uh, next summer. Next summer. Yeah. Well, I guess we know what happens in uh, Endgame. So. Yeah. <laughs> or does that take place in between? No, that'll be before. It's before. Yeah. Endgame would be April and then... No, I mean the timeline of the movie. Oh, I'm not sure on that. Okay, yeah. I don't know if anybody had said anything yet, but I was curious. Nothing had leaked out yet about that. Cool. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I like Homecoming a lot. Yeah. I was watching Infinity War uh, Part 1 before it came out here today. Oh, yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Like, starting yesterday, it was on Netflix. I was like, yeah, I'll throw that on. I'll probably go home and finish it when we get done recording this. (laughs) Yes. I love that movie. It'd be a good background movie. I think it'll do well on Netflix. Oh, yeah, for sure. Throw that on, do something else. Yeah, just kind of like look up and laugh at the little parts and shit. Be like, oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I remember that. That was cool. Yeah. All right, so topics. Topic time. Topic time. Topic time. Start with some video game news. Mm. Some of these are a little old since we missed a week last week, but I don't know. You might have heard about this already, but they've announced that they're going to be a Mortal Kombat 11 at the Video Game Awards, and uh, it's actually coming out in April. Wow. So, quick turnaround. I was going to say, there wasn't a lot of talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, they're like, yeah, four months from now. Yep. Get ready, cocksuckers. Yeah. Mortal Kombat time. So, there's a rumor out there that uh, even the Spawn creator, Todd McFarlane, believes Ooh. that Spawn is coming to Mortal Kombat 11. Fuck yeah. That would be a cool little guest star. That'll be fun. Are, are they going to have all the other guys from, like, the last Mortal Kombat? Was it Mortal Kombat X? Mm. Where they had, like, a shit ton of, like, other... Crazy DLC characters? Are they going to still be in it? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. They haven't really announced anything official yet. Okay. But yeah, during a Reddit AMA, McFarlane was actually asked by a fan, will you please let Spawn be in Mortal Kombat 11? <laughs> and he responded simply, quote, I believe he's on his way. Nice. So Here's a better question asking. Will you please let like Netflix or HBO or Amazon do a Spawn uh, series again? Mm. Please. You make it live action animated. Your call. I yeah. don't care. I just want more Spawn stories. That's better than that movie that they made with Michael J. White, I think was. Mm-hmm. But we're getting his version of it next year, so that'll be good. Yeah, I'm excited for that. So, yeah, could be a good year for fun. Oh, yeah. That should be a lot of fun, man. I like Mortal Kombat. I own Mortal Kombat X, and I, like, barely played it. Yeah. Because I bought it, like, during a flash sale on the PlayStation Store, where it was, like, the collector's edition, so it had all of the D- the DLCs at that point. Like, oh, everything okay. that it they had the XL edition. Yeah, exactly. And it was, like, 25 bucks. And I was like, I mean, I like uh, fighting games, and I like Mortal Kombat, so I'm like, even if I only play it for a couple hours, it's worth it. And I still own it, so, like, I can just download it whenever I want. Yeah. So, that's good. I think Injustice is better than Mortal Kombat, but I like Mortal Kombat. I just enjoy Injustice more. Because it's like characters that I care more about. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's the same, same studio, same system. Exactly, it's yeah. It's the same game, but it's I, I, I get to play as Batman. So, it wins. Nice, Mortal Kombat 11. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. 
It's going to be April again. Like, April's turning out to be a good month. Yeah. Anybody has no excuse to, like, oh, I don't know what to get him for his birthday. There are plenty of options. Yeah, there's a lot of shit going on right around my birthday. Everyone's going to be real simple. That fit your wheelhouse, like, perfectly. (laughs) April's a big month. It's crazy. I know. We're going to stick with some video game news. Scorpion looks badass in that trailer, by the way. Yeah, he does. So, I came across this headline. I thought it would be a great way to uh, (laughs) cover a little bit of the, like, Damaging release that has been Fallout 76. Yeah, the Fallout 76 nightmare that has mm-hmm. been happening. So I didn't want to really like rag on it too much, you know, because everybody's been doing that, and we all know that yeah. apparently it's a you know, terrible game. Yeah, we but, already ragged on it, so it didn't matter. That's true, but we didn't like get too deep into it. Yeah. But there is this thing here. They've been throwing out patches like crazy. And like the first week that they patched everything, they didn't even tell anybody what they were patching. Mm-hmm. So then everybody got pissed off about that because, like, oh, they didn't know what we were changing. <laughs> So this is from December the 12th, which is the first time after that that they put out another patch and actually told people what they were patching. Go ahead and read this if you would. It's really... Okay, just from the beginning here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This is from Destructoid's article. Yeah, Destructoid, written by Brett McIndonsky. Uh says, go back to feeding the people. Fallout 76 just can't win. It launched as a bizarrely broken and lonesome mess. Oh, lonesome mess, like lonesome road. This, mm-hmm. this guy gets it. Bethesda is trying to fix it, but players discovered that the weekly patch notes actually omitted a ton of important changes that made the game more grind-heavy. Ooh, that's not a good sign. Mm -hmm. So this week, Bethesda sent out patch notes that were truly exhaustive, and people discovered a fix for something that they never even knew was broken. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, check this out. Fallout 76 has an event called Feed the People, where players congregate at Mama Dolce's food processing to defend the machinery from attackers so that rations can be distributed. After successfully completing the event, every player on the server is awarded five cans of meat stew. This was apparently a mistake. After today's update, only those who participated in the only those who participated in the event in the event received the stew. Sorry. So what do they mean by that? So oh, only, only if you're there the defending server. it. Yeah. Oh, now I get it. Okay, so only if you were doing that, you actually got it. Yeah, only if you're actually helping the mission. <laughs> Given the subject matter of Feed the People, everyone kind of assumed that it was always functioning properly. Makes sense. I mean, yeah, I, I do get that. There's a friendly thematic unity to a few people working hard to provide for everyone. That sounds like communism. We can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the event's name suggests it's altruistic in nature. Not so... Fallout makes no no bones about its disdain for communism. Oh, yeah, that's what's up. That logic holds with this truly capitalistic tweet. All right, this this guy's a dick, Brett McAdonsky. <laughs> Fuck off. People are pleading for Bethesda to unfix this change. One commenter on the Fallout 76 subreddit has gathered more upvotes asking for a revision that Bethesda got announcing the patch notes. Or, as another commenter put it, LOL, good to know the most interesting quest dynamic was a bug. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know why this guy's supporting communism. The greatest character in Fallout lore is uh, Liberty Prime. And, I mean, he's my favorite character. I should get a Liberty Prime tattoo. Ooh. Oh, my God. I could totally see that on you. I should definitely do that. Just communism is failure right under it. And then just fucking Liberty Prime throwing the nuke like a football. This is the best (laughs) shit ever. That was one of my favorite missions in Fallout 3. When you, like, wake him up with the Brotherhood of Steel. Yeah. And you get to just follow him down the dam as they're taking out the Enclave. And he's just like, communist detected on American soil. Lethal force authorized. (laughs) (laughs) He was programmed by Zack. Pretty much. Or was I programmed by him? I don't know anymore. Mm. I was, like, 14 when that came out, so. 
No, that is pretty funny. That something everybody liked was uh, fixed. Although, to be fair, I can kind of see where they're coming from. Where it's like, yeah, but you didn't even do the fucking like, mission. Why, why would you get that reward? Yeah. You know, if you want the reward so bad, go ask someone who did that mission. Maybe they'll give you some. Maybe they won't. Now you're, maybe they'll shoot you. Yeah, maybe you're not allowed to tell people how to spend their own fucking shit. It's called personal property rights, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is this is funny, but this is like the smallest thing about Fallout 76 that people could bitch about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So but as, you know, 2018, we're going to bitch about it anyways. True, true. <laughs> yeah, that's funny that, that they're making it more grind-heavy. They're going to totally go like the Grand Theft Auto online route, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Where it's like... You basically have to either be on it every day or just drop $40 a month yep, every money, month money, money. to, like, try to stay ahead of everybody. So, you know, kind of the same thing that killed Battlefront. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Bought the first one. Did you? Yeah, it was Star Wars. Hmm. You know, it was, like, Christmas. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that, that'll that be a fun online game. I remember growing up playing the other Battlefronts. I love those. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to get to do that, but, like, online with, you know, PS4 graphics, fucking 10, 1080p HD. What, that's what's up. And the first one was okay. It wasn't terrible, but it was okay. And then the second one, there was so much grinding bullshit in it that, like, I never, I've yet to play the second one. I think it's on sale right now for, like, $5. I yeah, still haven't played yeah, it. Everything, like, dropped. Because I'm like, no, I'm not going to reward you for what you did, EA. You need to fix your shit. Hopefully they'll make it like a Battlefront 3. Yeah. And it'll be good. We can go back to having fun playing Battlefront. Because that's a fun game. It, you're essentially playing like Call of Duty, but you get to do it like in the Star Wars universe, which is way more fun. So, And then every mm-hmm. now and then neat, but... you, you get to play as like Obi-Wan or Darth Vader. Live out your dreams. Oh, well, that's not every match? It's Well, I mean, they're in a lot of the matches, but you have to get to the hero token. If you're doing like the online play, oh, like okay. not just everybody doesn't get to be Darth Vader. Oh, not like, just a hundred Darth Vaders. Yeah, no. There. Sadly, no, because oh. that would be amazing. Okay, but that, yeah. that's what I thought it was. Yeah, I mean, I know, I don't know if they did this or not. I remember on the old Battlefronts for like the Xbox, like the original, the original Xbox, yeah. the, like the PlayStation Two, there was a like a game mode you could play. I don't know if it was online or not because I didn't have online at that time. But where it was just like heroes versus villains, where everybody got to play a hero or a villain, so that was always kind of fun. And then like, I mean, uh, Jedi Knight Two did that online, where you had like the giant, like sixteen person server where everybody had like a lightsaber and all their force powers and you could fight each other. So hmm. I, I I would say it's doable. Yeah. Maybe they just don't do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nice job, Fallout seventy six. Way to keep sucking. <laughs> Super proud of you. Hope Obsidian gets that license back and they can fucking make a uh, good Fallout game. Or, you know what? Just give me the HD remake of Fallout New Vegas already. People have been begging for that for fucking years at this point. Yeah. You could release that at $60 and I would pay for it. I would pay full game price for an HD remake of Fallout. Of an eight-year-old game? Yeah. Of Fallout New Vegas with all the DLCs. Just HD remake it where it's all nice and sweet. Get rid of some of the bugs. And then just, you know, give me give me that back. Because that was the best Fallout game, in my opinion. That, that's all I want. I'll pay full I'll pay full price for it. I just want it. But you're not giving it to me. What they're going to do is make, like, Fallout 77. And the only way to get the New Vegas remake is to buy Fallout mm-hmm. 77. Just be like, oh, you It'll sons be an add-on of, within oh, that, yeah. you sons of bitches. Kind of like what that one Call of Duty game did. Mm-hmm. Where the only way to get the Infinity War remake was to buy the game. I was like, but I don't want yeah. the game. I just want the Modern game. Warfare. Yeah. Modern Warfare, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Infinity War. Nice. 
Yeah, the Modern Warfare remake. No way to get that was to buy the game. And I'm like, well, I want the game. I just want the Modern Warfare remake. So go fuck yourself. I'm out. (laughs) And let's move into some movie news. Oh, boy. Everybody loves movies. Especially when they're about Hellboy. Yeah, I just saw the new uh, trailer for this. Nice. Have you seen the trailer yet? I did, yeah. It's pretty fucking good. And they also released a new poster. Ooh. Demons have demons, demons too. too. Nice. Mm-hmm. That is fucking dope. He's got his full horns on mm-hmm. and everything. The fiery crown. I love it. Uh, and? Ooh, it's going to be an IMAX. It's yeah. going to be an IMAX. I, I saw that on the uh, trailer now that I think about it. I just totally yeah. forgot. Yeah, no, that looks really good. I'm oh, excited. I, I cannot wait, man. I think it's going to be a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I picked up the like super graphic novel. It's got all three of the graphic novels that the movie is supposed to take inspiration from. Yeah. So. Nice. Once I finish up with that, I'll let you borrow it. It's, right on. It's perfect. really good so far. Yeah, it looks like so much fun, man. They're talking to me, I'll be able to do a trilogy out of it if it does good enough. So, Ooh. yeah. I really hope it's good because I'm like so mm. excited. Like, I haven't I been know. excited for a film in a while. So I'm like, oh, this one has such a good chance of being awesome. Oh, yeah. If it sucks, I'll be so sad. And as much as I love Ron Perlman, like, Harbor is looking pretty damn good as Hellboy mm. 2, man. That's some pretty good casting. It looks fun. His his voice for Hellboy too is really good. Mm-hmm. From like what I heard in the trailer, I was really enjoying it. Yeah, and he has like, and the guy they got to play his dad, who was in the he was in the John Wick movies too. Yeah, I, I can't think of the actor's name, but um, he's got like a great voice for it, and he's it's like so much fun. Mm-hmm. Whenever he's pulling out the Samaritan, he's like, some dads get get their kids Legos, but all right, <laughs> he just like loads the gun. <laughs> Moving on to some more movie news. Oh, so excited for help. Your favorite uh, Joker movie has now... Oh, it's wrapped? It's wrapped. Oh, boy. It's in the can. Yeah, it, it's, probably. A, it's actually, you know, happening. It's just like you wanted it to. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to see it eventually, mm-hmm. but... I mean, nobody... Is anyone really excited for this movie? I mean, honestly. No one I know. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of people talk about it. Except for us, mm-hmm. and then um, I don't know. I just don't think it looks good. So, but here's a new tease for you. Look at that. The photo from the last day on set shows director Todd Phillips standing next to a brick wall that seems to say "No unsupervised patients allowed." So they think it might be Arkham Asylum, possibly. Oh yeah, what are the odds that wow. this might end with him going to Arkham? I wouldn't see that coming mm-hmm. 400 miles away. Yeah, <sighs> this fucking movie's gonna suck. Watch this be a great movie, and I'll love it. I, I just know. have to fucking come back and talk about how much of a dick I am. God damn it. Wouldn't I, be the first time. No, that's true. I was wrong on a couple movies, but I don't know. I just don't. First off, it's a solar, it's a solo Joker film, mm-hmm. and then, like, you kind of have that thing. Like It's sort of the same problem that the Venom movie had, where it's like, is Venom really good without Spider-Man, though? Like, is that as fun? Because mm-hmm. you don't have the back and forth, the, like, yin and yang kind of like total chaos versus like order sort of thing that you want to see in a superhero movie. It's like, now we're going to do a full on just the Joker. Yeah. And it's like before he's famous even. So like, you're not even going to care about him. That's a great point. Like even thinking back through history, you can't really name too many great movies about villains that didn't also feature the hero. Exactly. Like the villains, they, need the they literally need them. Yeah. yeah. It's like the same idea of doing like a hero movie without a villain. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it wouldn't be fun. Mm-hmm. And then like with this, and then also trying to do a, a origin story of the Joker is just not a good idea. I don't think so. Like that's the kind of like the whole point of the Joker 
He's like, if I had a past, it would be multiple choice. Where he's that crazy, even he doesn't know what his origin story is and stuff like that. And then this fucking dink, Todd Phillips, is like, I know what the origin of the Joker is. And I'm going to make fucking Joaquin Phoenix play him. Because he doesn't care about that character, so it doesn't matter how it doesn't matter how badly I fucking ruin this. Because the actor we got to play him doesn't like the character, so who cares? He'll be fine. I secretly want it to be so good, so bad now. <sighs> I mean, I I would prefer it to be good. I would love to see a good DC movie. We mm. haven't had one of those in um mm. what, since the Dark Knight? Well. And even that was not a good DC movie. Wonder Woman got a lot of praise. I know you haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen that one yet. I keep hearing it gets praise, but, I mean, was it good? Or was it just... It was watchable. As, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> or was it just compared to the other DC movies they had thrown out? So it was like, oh, well, this is like... I've, I've been eating turd sandwiches for six months. This lukewarm ham sandwich is pretty fucking delicious. I'll be honest with you. I like yeah. this. You even melted the cheese. That's mm-hmm. amazing. This is possible? Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so, I don't know. I haven't even seen a lot of people like hype in this movie, so I don't. I don't think I'm the. I, I don't think I'm alone here yeah. and being like, "Who gives a fuck about this movie?" I'm sure I'll keep bringing it up for you. That we'll get a trailer here in a couple months. Oh, and, no, of course. Yeah. That's just literally your first like bit from that movie was uh, fucking um, Walking Phoenix talking about how he didn't care what you thought of his uh, character yeah. and that he didn't care what you thought I was going to do my own thing. It's like, oh, so you have no respect for the character. Then. That's that's how I want to start. That's a great jumping off point for mm. me to come into a movie. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, this bit of uh, comic books that you adore and have been reading since you were six years old, mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care what it is. I'm just here for a paycheck is essentially what he was saying, but nobody wants to fucking talk about that. So, no. whatever. So, sticking with the uh, sorry state of DC movies, <laughs> I saw this article. It was um, just kind of a thought piece basically on the fact that dc really doesn't seem to have a plan going fair uh, it was well all written, the actors are leaving so yeah it was written after they uh, announced and well this guy had seen the movie but the fact that there's no cameos at all in aquaman oh yeah in the aquaman. even the end credit sequence spoiler alert there's no nothing tying it to anything else yeah we talked about that in the last episode i was yeah. like that is not a good sign so this is an article from miles surrey he writes for the ringer I really like the website, and they do a lot of sports news and movie news. Nice, so, nice, nice. Uh, just wanted to read through a couple paragraphs here because it's really funny. So he's talking about even the in credit sequence really only builds towards what could maybe be an Aquaman two. Right. They really don't acknowledge anything else. So he says, technically, DC movies are coming next year. We're getting two of them: Shazam, the lighthearted body morphing action comedy, and Joker, a gritty walking Phoenix led origin story of sorts. Co-written and directed by the man responsible for the Hangover franchise. <laughs> then, in 2020, there's Birds of Prey, a Margot Robbie-led film about a team of female heroes, directed by indie up-and-comer Kathy Yan, that will also serve as a lead-in for a Batgirl standalone movie. And that year, we'll also get the highly anticipated Wonder Woman sequel, Wonder Woman 1984, set in, you guessed it, the 80s, <laughs> and somehow bringing back Chris Pine, who has a fanny pack, despite the fact that his character died in World War I. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be like his grandkid or something like that? I think that's the kind of bullshit they're going to play. I'm thinking. Like, oh, it just looks just like him, though. So, if you think that sounds all over the place, an action comedy, an 80s set sequel, <laughs> another superhero team-up, and a Joker who isn't played by the Suicide Squad Joker, Jared Leto, <laughs> well, we haven't even addressed all the projects in different stages of development that could be sprinkled in throughout the 2020s. Extremely deep breath. There's a Suicide Squad <laughs> sequel that could retain Leto's Joker. Absolutely, there's no way. With a script currently being written by James Gunn. 
Oh, now I kind of hmm. would be okay with it. There's the aforementioned Batgirl standalone movie from Bumblebee writer Christina Hodson, nice. who's replacing Joss Whedon. Oh, good. Good idea. There's an Ava DuVernay-developed New Gods movie based on the eponymous classic hero, cosmic heroes from DC Comics. The New Gods were pretty cool. There's a Green Lantern reboot in the works, and Tyrese Gibson really wants to be involved, but it's unclear if the feeling is mutual. Oh, so he wants to play Jon Stewart. Okay, mm -hmm. I gotcha. There's a standalone movie for Ezra Miller's Flash in 2021, Ooh. after that project was stuck in development hell for years. <laughs> There's another Batman movie, which Ben Affleck was going to direct and star in, but is now being helmed by Planet of the Apes movie franchise director Matt Reeves, Ugh. and may or may not keep Affleck as the lead. I thought Affleck already said he's not staying. <laughs> he's just been hinting. No, okay. Yeah, apparently. There's nothing that quote-unquote official. No, right on. There's a Supergirl standalone movie in the works, and that process could be accelerated by the fact that Henry Cavill is reportedly out of Superman. Yeah. There's a Jared Leto Joker standalone movie. That's what we need. Proving this is the darkest timeline. <laughs> There's a possible Joker Harley Quinn movie. There's a Nightwing movie with Lego Batman movie filmmaker Chris McKay slated to direct. Now, the Lego Batman movie was good, mm -hmm. and I'm all for a Nightwing movie. You have yet to uh, introduce Dick Grayson, except for in your Titan show, which I've yet to watch. Mm, which we'll get to later. Yeah, which, hell, it might be this weekend, to be honest with you. Um, no, I'm, I'm saying we'll, we'll bring it up oh, later. Oh, Titans, yeah. okay. <laughs> no, I was going because we, we have to watch Suicide Squad. We should probably try to do that this weekend. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm all for a Nightwing movie. I think Dick Grayson has a really good story, but you've yet to introduce him in any kind of way. <laughs> And then literally the first time you introduce him is he's in Titans and he already hates Batman. Mm -hmm. So, like, we have no emotional connection to why he would even hate Batman because we've yet to see it. So, I mean, not a great – I mean, it's not going to get made. It, it, mm. it, it doesn't matter. But yeah. still, it, it's just a, such a weird thing. They're just pulling shit out of, out of a hat. Yeah. Make this movie. Then there's a chance David Ayer of Suicide Squad and Bright fame could helm a Gotham, Gotham City Sirens film, hmm. which would see Harley Quinn team up with a bunch of female antiheroes. Yeah. Well, see, that's what I thought that one Birds of Prey was going to be, essentially, mm -hmm. was Gotham City Sirens. I think that's what I said mm -hmm. when we talked about it the first time. There's talk that Warners wants to tap Michael Goddamn Bay to direct a Lobo movie. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's a possibility that Dwayne Johnson could star in a Black Adam movie. That's been talked about forever. As the titular Johnson. character who yeah. is one of Shazam's greatest adversaries. Mm -hmm. There's apparently a chance that Deathstroke could get a standalone movie. Because really? Justice League had a Deathstroke cameo. A standalone Deathstroke movie? Yeah. I don't know how you do that. He's and, not that much of a character. And there's even a scenario in which Steven Spielberg makes his superhero movie debut for Blackhawk, the leader of a team of pilots during World War II. Huh. And, oh yeah, it's a safe bet we're getting an Aquaman sequel. I haven't seen Aquaman yet, but I have high hopes. Okay. He was the best part of the Justice League movie, so. It's worth noting that many of these projects are in the nascent stages of development. And that a good deal of them may never come to fruition. For starters, it's inconceivable that Margot Robbie will play Harley Quinn across so many movies. Yeah. And that the Deathstroke film was apparently already on life support. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. But the scattershot selection speaks to the broader strategy applied for the DCEU, which seems to be throwing all kinds of superhero-adjacent projects at the wall. <laughs> Anti-heroes, World War II drama, two different Jokers, to see what <laughs> sticks. Snyder has stepped back from his involvement in the DCEU after having his imprint on the first five films as either a writer, executive producer, or director. Mm -hmm. Love him or hate him, the filmmaker has a unique flair and fondness for slow motion that isn't easily imitated. So it seems like post-Justice League, the remaining DC Comics projects won't have a unifying aesthetic. I would agree with that, like 100%. Like, yeah. I mean, and I'm, I'm even a fan of Zack Snyder. I think he makes really fun movies. Yeah. Like, the, the, the guy knows what he's doing. He's kind of like a, like a more artsy Michael Bay. You know what I mean? 
where like they make similar movies, but Zack Snyder watched more like indie arty like artsy films where Michael Bay is just doing like straight up explosion. Mm-hmm. That's a really good comparison, yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean that, I'm I'm not dissing on actually either of them. Michael Bay's made some movies that I like yeah, too. They have their moments. Yeah, and then like I like Zack Snyder. Like I said, he's made a lot of movies that I've enjoyed, but it's just. You either need to give him the full helm and let him run the the DCU, or do like kind of what Marvel did, where at least have them all like have somebody over the top who's like kind of making sure this can all sort of mesh at some point. Yeah, like make your fucking like make everything canon essentially, where like they're all in the same universe. And I know like it seems like who's ever running this DCEU like fucking shit. I think they're really excited about all the multi-universes that DC used to have. Mm-hmm. I guess technically still does have. I think they brought a lot of them back. Yeah. It seems like they're really excited for that, so they want to jump into that immediately. Not a good idea. Mm. you got to build the frame. Yeah, it took 60 years for DC uh, originally in the comics to get into what the multiverse was, and then 10 years later they killed it off. <laughs> so you can't just immediately jump in to be like, yeah, there's infinite universes. All these heroes exist across all, uh, across all of those. There's differences in all of them, and only one of them actually matters. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I don't know. It's, he basically went on saying, saying the same thing you did. The state of the DCEU is that of a perplexing, silly, intrepid, and occasionally exciting disarray. Mm-hmm. It's a far cry from the MCU, which has meticulously laid out its different cinematic phases, and with the exception of a few early failure, failures like Edward Norton's Hulk, has hardly missed that was kind of a bummer because Edward Norton was a pretty good Bruce Banner. Yeah, in all honesty, he really was. He just he he wanted too much money, so they told him to go fuck himself. Yeah, and he wanted like, creative editing. Yeah, he wanted to create a control over the Hulk standalone movie. Like yeah. he wanted to direct it and edit it and everything else. And they were like, Nah, we'll just get Mark Mark Ruffalo to do it. Yeah, and he was like, Son of a bitch. <laughs> Even though the current DCEU is in an early phase, analogous to the initial MCU, with more projects on the horizon than completed. It may already be worth pulling the plug on an ultra-connected universe featuring several superheroes that will team together every few years. The Justice League movie wasn't a Suicide Squad level of cinematic disaster, but it was a fast-tracked and failed attempt to mimic the Avengers' success without providing the years of build-up and character development that the moment required. Perhaps more concerningly for Warners is it was also a relative commercial flop. Hmm. Now, with one-third of that original Justice League team in Affleck's Batman and Cavill's Superman reportedly out the door, it's difficult to conceive of a sequel without a major overhaul, and a lot of the forthcoming films don't seem to lend themselves to that kind of interconnectivity. Yeah. That doesn't mean the DCEU is doomed, just that its best bet might be sticking to what it's already worked. In lieu of franchise connectivity, the DCEU might be better off establishing more self-contained narratives and characters without worrying about a bigger picture. By de-emphasizing the idea that all these heroes are connected in the shared world, the focus on the individual could lead to greater results as it already has with Wonder Woman and Aquaman, both of which eschewed bringing in additional heroes in favor of developing their own lead heroes, forming their own ethos, and creating distinct worlds in the Mascara and Atlantis, respectively. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, like he's saying, and he's probably going to say what I'm about to say anyway, Mm because I didn't read ahead on this, but, um, yes, uh, the Marvel, like, cinematic universe, they did a great job of tying everything together, but their first couple films, they were standalone films. There were, like, post credit scenes to hint at being like, yeah, we might pull this shit together, maybe. Mm-hmm. But in reality, what they did was focus on that character. Because for you to care about all of the superheroes getting together, mm-hmm. you have to care about the superheroes first. Yeah, I think DC 
has been relying on name recognition too hard. Also, the success of Marvel has ruined what DC was going to do because now they feel like they need to copy them. Yep. But they're trying to like fast track copy them and Mm -hmm. just be like, oh well, everyone will just come see it if you call it the Justice League. It won't matter. Like they didn't even have the original like main seven for the Justice League in the Justice League movie. Exactly. There was was no uh, fucking Green Arrow. There was no uh, or there was no Green Lantern. There was no Martian Manhunter. Like you had Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, and the Flash. That was basically it. It's like so, you had four of the seven. Mm-hmm. You left like three. There's no Hawk Girl. You left a lot of the main ones out. You know, like of the original seven, and then like you just think people are gonna care because you called it Justice League, and it's just, you can't sit on uh, name recognition for that long. You still yeah. have to write a good movie. So, then he closes out saying, "For the time being, though, the DCEU's future is about as ambiguous as the seemingly limitless potential of the Scattershot projects." Fair. What sounds great conceptually may never come to fruition or yield promising results, the way Suicide Squad's excellent Bohemian Rhapsody scored trailer burned us all two years ago. Mm -hmm. In the interim, the DCEU can reap the rewards of Aquaman, which is a fun underwater caper, given the positive early box office projections, and it shouldn't be a sunk cost. That's good. There's no time like the present when the future is still undetermined. Moving forward, however, the DCEU shouldn't consider continually copying the Marvel blueprint. Its smartest play could be positioning itself as a unique alternative from the MCAU's synchronicity. There's a charm to having weird, arbitrary, one-off projects with A-list talent and deep multi-million dollar resources. If superhero movies weren't the single biggest moneymaker in Hollywood, such a strategy might even be considered niche. Okay, so that's exactly what I was just saying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, they've almost fucked themselves at this point. Because they want to, like, fast-track... And get to the Avengers immediately. Because the Avengers, like, the first Avengers movie was a fucking, like... Oh, yeah. Blew the doors off the record for opening weekend. It was a moment in time. Like, it just destroyed everything. But what people forget about was, like, there was, like, seven years worth of movies before that. And, like, they put out, like, Wonder Woman, and then the next year they had the Justice League. And it's like, there's there's no build there, brother. You gotta, like... Let us think about this and care about these characters and want them to go. Like even worse, it was technically the same year. Wonder Woman was in the summer and Justice right. League was Justice in the, was the Thanksgiving. Winter. Yeah, okay. So yeah, the, there you go. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. There was like <laughs> seven years of movies from like Iron Man one to the Avengers, mm-hmm. and then like they had like some TV shows which actually tied in to the movies even. And then like yeah, like I said, and like like this article just said, it's like DC's just picking shit out of a hat, throwing it to the wall. I mean like let's try that, see if that works. Like yeah. get someone who cares about a certain project and let them just make that project. Like care more about telling a good story than establishing a giant universe where you can make money. Yeah. And we might have to uh, like label this episode apologies to DC because I just realized the next three articles are all like about dc with fine. I usually having some talk controversy shit on DC. I, I only talk shit on the stuff i love so. that's true yeah and that's I, why i bring it up because you know a lot of it more than i do i was yeah. never a huge dc fan so. yeah you were more of a marvel guy right yeah. yeah growing up i didn't read a lot of the marvel shit growing up yeah i had like some spider-man stuff that's about it okay and some iron man i like some of the iron man stuff especially whenever he joined up with uh the guardians of the galaxy you remember that like in like oh yeah yeah late 90s early 2000s somewhere in that mm-hmm. that was cool that was yeah. a fun little story but I know you've probably seen this. Mm-hmm. this. This got a lot of big news. They've uh, got a new suit for Batman. Yeah. He's got a huge anniversary issue, number 1,000 oh, so of Detective Comics, coming uh-huh. out next year. So excited. And the first image from the cover. Arkham Knight, baby. 
Oh, yeah. I'm actually in the middle of playing this game right now, too. Yeah. The Arkham Knight. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love that they give him... I don't, have, have you played the game? Not that one, no. I Arkham, played the first two. But. They essentially give him, like, an Iron Man suit at one point. Oh, yeah? Not full-blown Iron Man suit, but he has, like, a new suit to, like, make him, like, faster. Because he has, like, a, it's like a liquid, like, Pharaoh's fluid lining instead of, like, polymer or, like, a weave of some kind. So he <laughs> can be faster now. But it all has like almost like the like flight things. They're like they'll like move. Oh yeah. So, yeah, it's just like a fun little suit up thing. It looks dope. Okay, so you beat City then? Yeah. On your playthrough replay? Yeah, on my replay. I didn't do all the side missions because a couple of them were bugged. Huh. So how'd you like the DLC? He said you were excited to check it. I out. I liked it a lot. It was really? a lot of fun. Have, okay. uh, have, have you played it? The Harley Quinn's Revenge. Mm-mm. You play as Robin for half of it. Oh really? Yeah. Because uh, Harley's in mourning for Joker dying. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert for yeah. Arkham City guys. Um. And she traps Batman, and uh, she has him in, like, a giant glass t- tube with no air. And there's, like, a gauge just monitoring, like, how much oxygen is left. And so, like, uh, it's, it's Tim Drake Robin has to come in and, like, save him and shit like that. Wow. It was a lot of fun. That's like uh, Adam West style. Like. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny how Batman, like, uh, explains how he was able to last so long. He's like, oh, it was in a meditation process that slowed my breathing, so I wasn't using all the oxygen. Because Batman's always ready, so... Yeah, I like this alternate cover too. Did oh, you see that yet? Fuck, that is amazing. I I would get that fucking posterized for sure. Oh, he's got the fucking T Rex in the background. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yep. There's Dick. You got the Joker, you got Scarecrow, Killer Croc, Riddler. Yep. The big penny. The giant penny, which is my favorite fucking thing ever. <laughs> that looks amazing. I love that alternate cover. I would seriously get that like by like a like a ten by eight or something like that, like a big ass poster. Yeah. Yeah, as I announced, it's back in November. Revealed the issue is going to be 96 pages long. Oh, shit. And check out this lineup, and you're probably going to recognize a lot of them. Very sure. Peter Tomasi. Uh, artist Dove. Doug Mankey's awesome. Jeff Johns, of course. Brian Michael Bendis. Paul Dini. Yes. Paul Dini is the man. Uh, Christopher Priest. He does good shit. Denny O'Neill is amazing. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> That's oh, yeah. one I didn't recognize. Yeah, Denny O'Neill's real good. Neil Adams is fun. Kelly Jones. Dustin Negan. Alex Maleev. Fuck yeah, that was a fucking all-star lineup for Batman. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, coming out in March of next year. Awesome. I'm going to have to buy that. That looks awesome. It's amazing. So, I mean, if they're putting it in Detective Comics, I guess this would make the Arkham Knight canon at this point, right? Seems like it. Right on. Is it still going to be Jason Todd? Yeah. I, I would yeah. assume. Okay. Yeah, they did the spoiler there, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Um, and became the Vigilante Red Hood. Okay, so they're still going to stick with the Red Hood thing, too. Mm, awesome. Yeah. So those are really fun comics. This Red was Hood. a uh, transition period. Oh, okay. Right on. I like it. I like it a lot. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I've been playing Arkham Knight. That's so much fun, dude. That game is so good. And you get the Batmobile. Oh, that feels so good. <laughs> just just the feelings I get in my chest when I play that game, where I'm just like, yeah, I could fuck it. I'll fight a whole room of dudes right now. <laughs> Keeping with the DC theme, mm-hmm. they actually had the season finale of Titans last week. Oh boy. Even though there's some confusion because it was supposed to be a 12 episode series, but this was episode 11. And it's over. But it's over. <laughs> <laughs> what, what else would you expect from uh, your favorite show? Oh, I 
knew it. Yeah. It's because of this podcast. They destroyed the last episode. <laughs> By they, I mean me. I broke in. You want to read through this one, too? Uh, I guess we can, yeah. Well, this has to be one of the strangest season finales of any show in recent memory. Viewers could be forgiven for not even realizing that Dick Grayson, I don't know why that's in quotes. The name of the episode. Oh, that's the name of the episode. Okay. Is the season finale, given the complete lack of closure and the fact that the season was previously billed as being 12 episodes long. Whatever so they didn't even announce anything before they aired it. Yeah, they were just like, yeah, this is now the ending. Don't worry about <laughs> it. None of you are watching this anyway. Who cares? Whatever weird behind-the-scenes turmoil may have led us to this point, the end result is a disappointing and anticlimactic finish to what had been a promising first year for Titans. Okay. The goal with this episode was clearly to pay homage to the new Teen Titans comic book storyline, The Terror of Trigon, which also featured a chapter where the Titans were tormented by dark visions courtesy of Trigon. You know who that is? Is that a villain or something? Uh, I think that's somebody that... Um, I think Raven was like... It's like one of her like people that she fights a lot. Okay. I think. I'm not 100% on that. That's but. fine. In general, there's a pretty strong legacy of DC stories dealing with this notion of a hero being tempted by a vision of what their life might have been. There's everything from Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow and its various adaptations of the Batman. The animated series episodes, Perchance to Dream. That, oh, that was such a good one, too. The premise in this case is very similar. Dick Grayson is presented with a taste of the happy life he could have if he leaves the superhero game behind only for the cracks of this dream world to begin showing themselves. Right off the bat, though this episode makes some fundamental mistakes in its approach, did we really need an entire hour devoted to Dick making his way through the through his dream world? It's not as if this episode makes any attempt to hide the fact that Dick is hallucinating. It's difficult to see why his journey in this episode couldn't have been condensed down to 10 or 15 minutes, <laughs> instead leaving room for some actual follow-through on the Trigon-Raven conflict. Okay, so yeah. there we go. Or, at the very least, a look at the visions the rest of the team are no doubt being tormented with. It's not as if the original Terror of Trigon story focused just on Dick's dream world. Worse, this episode basically whiffs the ball when it comes to highlighting Dick's emotional journey. The whole appeal of these dream world stories rests in seeing a hero given exactly what they want, coming to terms with the fact that it isn't real, and grappling with that profound sense of loss that comes from choosing reality over the dream. Yeah, that's a great bit. That's mm-hmm. what that, makes you cry. That's what you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Exactly. Dick Grayson never really hammers that home. There's some emphasis in the idea that the more he fixates on saving Batman, the further Dick pushes himself away from his wife and son. Okay. But ultimately, that family element of the story seems entirely forgotten by the end. Oh, excellent, because why would Dick Grayson care about a family? You know, he only watched him die in front of him when he was fucking eight years old. (laughs) In the absence of that, or a focus on the other Titans under Trigon's thrall, the main focus of this episode involves the frayed Dick Grayson slash Bruce Wayne relationship. Here, the finale finds a bit more success. We basically get a what-if scenario showing what happens when Batman no longer has Robin or Alfred to keep him sane and goes off the deep end. I thought they were already doing that. It wasn't like Batman already a killer in this? Right, yeah, keep going. Seeing Batman become a psychopathic mass murderer and go to war against the entire GCPD definitely has a certain appeal. I would disagree with that, but okay. And it's another firm reminder of why Dick needed to break away from Gotham and become his own man. But even this storyline is hindered by the show's maddening refusal to treat Batman like a real, tangible character. It's one thing to rely on stunt doubles and camera tricks when you're simply showing Bruce watching Dick from afar, but when he plays this prominent a role in the story, those tricks no longer suffice. It's painfully awkward to see director Glenn Winter bend over backwards to keep Batman just out of focus or shrouded in darkness. 
The interaction between Dick and Bruce is undercut by the fact that Batman has no real lines of dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) It's entirely possible that this approach is mandated from on high. WB really does have a bad history, that sort of thing. But this episode makes it clear that Titans needs to either legitimately cast an action play Batman or just stop using the character altogether. Here you go. This is going to be... You're going to love this. Here's the other bizarre thing about the Batman storyline this week. It contradicts what fans have been told about the history of Batman and Robin, both within the show itself and from various interviews. Back at New York City Comic Con, Brenton Thwaites Mm -hmm. told us that it was Batman's murderous methods that pushed Dick away. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Yet this episode makes it plain that Batman, the real Batman anyway, has never crossed that line. What the fuck are they doing? Yeah. What is... (laughs) Why, are they just trying to make me angry at this point? <laughs> Dick himself is the one with blood on his hands, thanks to his thanks to his refusal to save Tony Zuko from a hail of bullets. This muddles up Dick's redemptive arc a lot more than it should, as now we know he went further down the dark path than Batman. I, the, fucking even they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, that's what the next paragraph talks about. <laughs> this storytelling inconsistency further raises questions about what exactly is going on behind the scenes of the show. Between the abrupt loss of that 12th episode, the utter lack of storytelling closure to the season, and the apparent disconnect over whether or not Batman is supposed to be a killer. He's not. Let me just go ahead and clear that up for you. You have to wonder if the producers and writers were forced to make some abrupt changes over the past few months between promotion and air date. Oh, I guess my, my maybe this podcast is stronger than I thought. There you maybe, go, see? Maybe they literally threw that 12th episode out because they heard about my murderous rampage I was yeah. going to go on. And they're changing Batman to not be a killer again. <laughs> As outsiders, we can only speculate about that sort of thing. But whatever the case, let's hope there's a clear path heading into season two. It's a shame that the series enjoyed such a strong debut, only for the wheels to completely come off the wagon in the final stretch. There is some reason for hope, at least. Well, that's a spoiler if you want to. No, I don't that. care. Okay, I mean, yeah. I don't care. I'm not even going to remember this. It won't matter. <laughs> okay. The finale's post credit scene introduces Superboy. I don't fucking care. <laughs> We've put together an explainer on his background on how he meant fit in the season, too. Nobody cares about Superboy. No. For now, I'm excited to see Connor Kent making his debut and helping expand the small team roster on Batmar. That stinger goes a little ways towards washing away the bad taste of this episode's many mistakes. Oh, is this the verdict? Want me to go mm-hmm. read that? That's fine, yeah. The verdict is bad. <laughs> Titans got off to a surprisingly good start with this year, especially considering all the baggage the series was carrying when it first debuted. Sadly, the season one final finale manages to derail the momentum and goodwill with a head-scratching and extremely unsatisfying final chapter. This episode brings almost no closure to the season and dwells far too long on Dick's dream life. Apparently, we'll just have to wait until next year to see how this Trigon conflict plays out so they literally ended the season in the middle of like a super boss fight like yeah. what the cliffhanger. fuck yeah i yeah. knew it i knew this was gonna suck they i was so a, fucking right they gave it a four out of ten yeah i was right i haven't watched one episode and i've been right the whole time i'm a genius Jesus christ even they don't know what the fuck they're doing right like, that was the thing. Like, I know I'm pissed you off, but there's still cool things you could do with the fact that Batman is a killer. Mm-hmm. You know, they've never really explored that very much at all yeah. that I've known in any comics or video games or really. anything. Really? I mean, like, that the Flashpoint thing where Thomas Wayne is Batman. Yeah, but that's not really Batman. Yeah. Um, not that I remember off the top of my head yeah. Batman ever crossing that line. Right. That's kind of the whole point. I mean, they, like, touched on it with uh, 
Azrael being Batman during the Nightfall. Yeah. But again, Bruce Wayne, as far as I know, never really crosses that line. Right. I mean, I'm sure there's probably some so, yes, it's, very it's very like, that I don't you know, know about. crazy to do it. But if you're going to do it, then jump in and yeah, fucking do fucking it. Fucking have the balls. If you want to do that, fine. But at least make it a good fucking story. Like, there is something fun you could do with that. Because, like, the whole point of Robin, anyway, is to lighten the Batman. To give mm-hmm. him something softer to look at yeah and what if he couldn't even accomplish that so yeah so like if, if you have it where like he kills somebody and it's dick who's like the one who's trying to be that moral line that batman has like you can make a good story out of that for sure mm-hmm. you're gonna need to use batman as a character though so you can't do fucking the camera tricks they're talking about in this shit <laughs> right but then like to fucking puss out on their bullshit of the shitting on batman and then to also fuck up dick grayson's character too like yeah I don't get And it. still, like, they apparently they still haven't even formed the Titans. They're still just, like, no, apparently people they're that in know the each other. they're in the fucking dream world with yeah. Trigon, and then Superboy's gonna come in. whoop de doo Yeah. Nobody cares. So 11, like, 50-minute to an hour episodes, and they haven't even gotten anywhere. What the? How do I not have a job at DC? I could do just a good of a job, if not better. Yeah. And... I could be drunk every day and probably getting high at lunch and still do a better job than these fucking idiots are doing. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Christ. No, that's so stupid. Because, like, that's kind of the best thing when it comes to the, like, Dick Grayson storyline in the comics with him, like, you know, breaking away from Batman, becoming Nightwing. There's that, like, animosity they have where he's, you know, he's essentially what he is is a uh, angsty teenager who's mad at his dad. And then, like, eventually they come back together and they become friends again. And then Dick gets to wear the cow for a little bit there. Whenever, um, you know, Bruce Wayne is dead, he's Batman. And then um, uh, Damian Wayne, who's Bruce Wayne's actual son, is Robin. <laughs> so it's fun because Dick is technically Bruce's son because he was raised by Bruce. Right. And then Damian Wayne is genetically Bruce's son, but he was raised by Raish and Talia al Ghul. So he's like a fucking dark little, like, murderous bastard. And then you, you got Dick Grayson being like, whoa. Relax. <laughs> like, I know you you didn't have a dad, but I did, and we're not supposed to kill people. So, but yeah, like, that, that's a fun bit of the Dick Grayson storyline. It's mm-hmm. like that. And then, like, it seems like they just kind of shit all over that, which is yeah. whatever. I don't care. I have no hopes for this show whatsoever. Yeah. We're still going to watch it, though. We are going to watch it. I just have no hopes for it that's at all. Fine. So, it's the end of the year. Yes, it is. As tradition for. A lot of people, they do end of year lists. Of course. I've been doing one since I worked at the theater, so back in 2003, I think, was my first one. Really? Did, yeah. Nice. I've got them kept all in a notebook. Uh, so, Ooh, you're going to have to find that at some no. point so we can go through that. All right. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, but yeah. now that I actually have a platform, I might as well discuss it on here, I figure. I agree. So I went through, I saw 25 films that released in 2018 uh, in theaters <laughs> this year. Mm-hmm. Of those, these are my top 10. Okay. Let's see. I uh, I reached out to you also, so you can you can chime in with some that you liked, or yeah, if you want to comment tried... on some. I think some of these might be stuff that you've seen right too. So. I tried to make a bit of a list, but like I just didn't see a lot of movies this year, so yeah, it was kind of it was a little bit harder for me. Yeah. You got to remember, I also I have a bit of a handicap where I'm trying to pull Emma up into like the range of movie knowledge that I have. So right. like, I'm showing her a lot of old movies to oh, get her yeah. caught up on shit. So. Yeah, that's still a, very much an ongoing project. I, yeah, she I hasn't realize. seen any of the Rocky movies. Yeah. Um, which really, it, it's a failure on my part that she hasn't seen this movie. We've, it slightly is. Yeah. We've been I, together I, for three years. I judge you way more harshly than I do her. I agree, 100%. Okay. It All is right. my fault. We're getting her there on Halloween, though. We're, we're catching yeah. up on those. So. I made her watch uh, Good 
Goodfellas. Okay. She's a big fan of that. She loved that movie, actually. Okay, cool. I was shocked she'd never seen it. Yeah. I was like, how do you like not see Goodfellas? That movie fucking love. It's That's on cool. AMC half the time. I know. Fucking. Any weekend you turn it on, it's probably on. <laughs> Uh, all right, so this right. is your top 10 for films you've seen yes. in 2018. Yeah, 2018 films that I've seen so far. Like, you know, right, yeah. movies that re- were released in 2018 that mm. you saw. Yeah. This is your top 10. Let's do it. So, uh, number 10, starting with a little comedy called Game Night. Did you check that out? Was yet? that the one with uh, Steve Carell? No, that was Date Night. That was, that was oh, a few years okay, old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was Date That was yeah. him and uh, Tina Fey, right? Right, yeah. yeah. okay. No, this is Game Night. This is uh, Who's in Game Night? Jason Bateman. And Rachel McAdams. Oh, okay. I saw the. Uh, I haven't seen this movie. I've mm-hmm. seen like a lot of clips from it. It looked kind of fun. It actually is. It's really funny. Like it reminded me a lot of uh, friends that I have. And they go out and just yeah. play board games and meet up <laughs> and stuff. And like they just take it way too far. And uh, he's got a huge rivalry with his brother. And the brother comes back into town and was like, "Dude, I've got the ultimate game. We're doing game night at my house next week." And he's like, "Oh, whatever." And then they play Charty McDennis. <laughs> I wish that would be even better. <laughs> But no, he does like this murder mystery game, uh-huh. and then it turns out that there really are murderers after him. So, <laughs> but they don't realize that until like later on in the movie. So it's a big like comedy of errors kind of thing where they that is awesome. Yeah, they're playing around like fucking around with these criminals, and like <laughs> these guys are like actually it's real guns and stuff. Kind of sounds like a Pink Panther movie. Almost. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay, right on. Yeah, it's really fun. I think you'd like it. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to check it out. Number nine, Deadpool two. That was on my list. Yeah. Gotta yeah, be. That was on me for sure. Yeah. I love Deadpool too. I still need to watch it again. Like I said, I the first time I watched it, everybody was laughing so hard. I didn't catch probably even half of the jokes. I'm sure it's a lot funnier than it might even move up my list on yeah, the rewatch. I, I mean, but, I've only seen it once. I probably just should watch it again because yeah. I, I, I loved it so much. Oh, yeah. I love the Deadpool movies mm-hmm. so much. They're the best. Oh, yeah. But this movie, like, <laughs> went through and just, like, basically topped everything the first one did, which was hard to do because that was Fuck a great yeah. movie. No, the first Deadpool is amazing. The first Deadpool has, like, the same kind of thing that, like, the first Iron Man had mm-hmm. where no one expected that movie to make money. And then mm-hmm. everyone watched the first Deadpool, and it was just like, this is the greatest superhero movie of all time. Everyone needs to watch this. Oh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds fucking gets it. He he is Deadpool. Again, that's another character where the actor gets to play a character he cares about. No, Deadpool 2 is amazing with just the fact that they were able to just keep doing Who Who's ever writing those? And I know that Ryan Reynolds has a lot to do with it anyway. Yeah. But the writers of the Deadpool movies are geniuses. I think those guys are fucking amazing. But, like, it's the same thing we talk about every third episode anyway, where movies are better when the actor playing a character likes that character because mm-hmm. then they want it to be good. As opposed to Joaquin Phoenix, who doesn't care about a character and literally doesn't care if you care or not. When you have a character or when you have an actor playing a character they care about, it lends so much more to that character because then, like, there's a need to want to make it good while also having a connection. So, like, if you're a fan of a movie, like, if you're, you're if you're a fan of a character making that movie, then other fans of that character are going to like that movie. Because then they get that connection where you're like, oh, cool, I care about that, too. That's fun that you threw that in there. I really appreciate that. Oh, hell like, yeah. thank you. So, yeah, and just, just starting out the way they did, too, was just fucking with Logan. <laughs> like, that's just perfect. That's exactly what Deadpool would do. Fucking Wolverine. Like, they got that character so much, yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, it's so good and it's, it's so rife like it's the perfect time to have Deadpool movies too with him constantly breaking the fourth wall mm-hmm. and, and there's so shit. many other superhero and movies to make so, fun of exactly yeah. since there's so many superhero movies it's just rife for it like, you just oh, need yeah. it 
And the best cameo of the year, too, is like whenever he's fucking with them, like, where the fuck are the X-Men? This mansion is so big, and there's, they're never here. And then they just shut the door. <laughs> he walks by. The yeah. They're all sitting in there. There's 40 rooms. I only ever see two of you. What's going on over here? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I loved it. We're moving on number eight. Might not have heard of this one. I just saw it a couple weeks ago. I don't know if I talked to you about it yet. It's called Free Solo. Yeah, it was the Star Wars movie that came out that looked like shit. <clears throat> no, no, no. That was Solo. No. A Star Wars story. It should have been free. Which I did see sucked. in theaters. That's one of the 25. But and it, it sucked, did not make it? my top 10 spoilers. It sucked, alert. didn't it? it it's, it's watchable, it but sucked. it's not. It's say, say that it sucked, because I already know that it sucked. Yeah, it sucked. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Yeah. That's why I didn't go see that movie. Yeah. But this one is really cool. You would like it a lot. Excellent. It's a documentary about a guy who, they call it Free Solo, he free climbs. So he climbs mountains without ropes or oh, safety nets or anything. That's a movie with uh, the one guy who played the Green Goblin in the Raimi movies. What's his name? De- uh, Willem De- Dafoe? No, DeFranco. Oh. <laughs> or Franco. James Franco. Okay. Yeah, remember it was 127 hours. And he, like, he oh. cuts his arm off. With it. Yeah, no, I've, I've already seen that movie. That's oh, cool. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Free solo. No. Free, he's a free climber. He documentary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's just really good. He's a young kid um, and just, like, talks about the highs that he gets, like, just, you know, naturally climbing these uh, mountains that are, like, ridiculous. Anyway, he, uh, he aspires, and the documentary follows him for, like, Two or three years, I think, they filmed him. And he's got this mountain in mind that's in California that, like, nobody's ever even attempted to climb it. With the Matterhorn ropes. at Disney World. Essentially, yeah. I knew it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, it's like uh, just his struggle, like, trying to get in his headspace. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if you if you fuck up at all, if you even just blink for a second when you don't mean to, you're dead, basically. Right. Yeah. There's just no hope for you. It's like those YouTube videos of like this... the Russian guys doing pull-ups that are, like, hanging off of, like, uh, rebarb. Yeah. 40 stories up. Basically, yeah. You ever like, watch those? Oh, yeah. They make my fucking palms sweat oh, yeah. when I watch and, those videos. And this, like, watching this in a theater is just fucking, like, your gut <laughs> just tumbles the entire time. Yeah. Like, there are some shots in there. It's like, oh, my God. It was like watching Gravity in IMAX where you're, like, basically, basically holding your breath the whole time. Yeah. It's just like, it's oh, insane. shit. Like, this guy is just fucking nuts, really. He really is. There's, there's points where he's, like, describing, like, he maps through his whole plan, you know, because he has to. He has to know exactly, like, five moves ahead. He's got to be keeping, you know. Like, is his name Bruce Wayne? Um, no. Because he sounds it's pretty not. Batman so far. I was going to say it might be Bruce, but it's not Bruce. I'm, I'm a big fan of this guy so yeah. far. He sounds pretty Batman. Yeah, it definitely a movie you would love. I really <laughs> do like it. No, I'm going to check this out for out. sure. I like this. But, I'm already in. Yeah, there's, there's points on, like, this thing where he's, like, holding on by like half of his fingertips and then like has to like kick out karate kick style with his leg to get to another ledge and like wedge himself between two different points of the rock to get up to the next level and oh, it's like this guy's got to be jacked as fuck. oh yeah i mean it's crazy like he's he's kind of wiry he's not a huge guy oh, yeah, but no. like just the strength yeah, you can tell like his yeah. finger grip would just like shatter one of those little machines and, you know <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. yeah. It's insane. He's like total honor mode. Yeah. He's really got like good. no body fat, but he's still got like, he's wiry as shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know what you're talking about. No, this sounds cool. I'm going to check yeah. that out. It was sure. really neat. I think you would like it a lot. Uh, number seven on my list is Creed 2. Mm. This isn't like a, a good technical movie necessarily, but it's so much goddamn fun. I had to put it up there. Like, oh, yeah. You're sitting there in the theater. You know what you're expecting if you go into this movie. Like, 
you you got to be a fan of the Rocky oh, series. Yeah. And you, no one who's not a Rocky fan was watching these movies. I, I mean, don't think so. There's no, no fucking and, way, right? No, I don't think so. And spoiler alert, even for you, maybe that, this is going to be his final appearance as Rocky. He said afterwards. Oh, still alone. He's hmm. like that. Is he going to keep directing him? Uh, no, he said he's done. Oh, he's just done completely. Yeah, done yeah. writing, starring in anything. Because I was going to say, because he wrote and directed the for the two Creed films, didn't he? Uh, this one he did. The, the first one he did. He wrote it, but uh, it was Ryan Coogler that oh, did Black okay. Panther. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right on. That's where he started getting his big credibility. But So, Sly, Sly Stallone's just hanging up the gloves? He's yeah. He's done and doing the, it? This is just like a, it's a perfect movie for him. Like, Oh, that's going to make me cry even more I when know. I watch it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you definitely are. How and do you not cry during the Rocky movies? Yeah, so any of them. Emotional. Like every single one. Every one of them is so emotional. Even five. People shit on five, but I mean, it's got its moments. Rocky five is, it's the same feeling I have for like the Dark Tower we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Where, like Rocky five is the worst of that series. Easily. Yeah. But I would still pick that movie over a lot of other movies to watch because mm-hmm. it's just that good. Like, Absolutely. Rocky five wouldn't be shit. If the other films weren't so fucking magnificent, especially because it follows Rocky Four, which is my favorite Rocky of all time. Yeah. Rock, Rocky Four is the shit. Oh yeah, which is why you're gonna love this one. Like, uh, yeah, because he's in. fighting Ivan Drago's kid, right? Is yeah, that what it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, that's what I thought. And Drago come back. Drago is his coach, so he's coaching. Oh, he's coaching yes. Apollo's son, and then he's, fighting. Yeah, he's Drago's coaching son. his best friend's son, mm-hmm. fighting who the, got killed yeah, by Drago. Who got killed by Drago and. Fuck yeah. yeah. I, can't, I cannot wait for this movie. It's just a perfect puzzle. Like, everything that's fit beautiful. together so well. Oh, that's beautiful. They all just like... Hmm. What a great great way to go out, though, man. Oh, Fuck, oh, and yeah. That's a smart slice alone right there. He knows yeah. what's up. Absolutely. When do you think we're going to get another over the top? That's what I really wanted to do. Yeah, well, I mean, Rambo like, 5 is coming up next, so... I've liked all the new Rambos, uh, to be honest, man. I, yeah. I'm not going to talk shit on the new Rambos. Yeah. They were pretty good. And they're even talking Rambo Last Blood. Is the title so? Ooh, oh, yeah, you know, from first blood to last blood. Nice. He's he's in the same fucking like Michigan town that he was in the first place. He's just <laughs> killing the son of the <laughs> sheriff. <laughs> Let it go. Spoiler alert! I didn't start this war. <laughs> What's that's, your? Uh, that's still one of the best emotional scenes from him though. Which like, one? When he's breaking down at the oh, end. Oh yeah, in the very end. Yeah, or, like, in he, the cabin he, with his uh, trainer his, or whatever. Yeah, his a uh, colonel, right? Colonel, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was when, like, you're like, oh, shit, he can, like, actually act. He's not just, like, a super buff, like, yeah. uh, meathead. Like, there's some fucking acting talent there. When he's just, like, breaking out, like, yeah, he was going to get a car, we were going to drive together, man, we were going to cruise. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, shit, there's some fucking emotion here. Oh, yeah. And then they said, fuck that, we're just going to make action movies from now on. Basically, Because, <laughs> yeah. like, Rambo First Blood Part Two was just a straight action film. Yeah. Like, the happy ending of Rambo is, we're going to send you back to war, buddy. You're mm-hmm. going back. Yeah. And you're supposed to be like, that's not cool. And then, like, the rest of the Rambo movies are just him fucking murdering dudes mm-hmm. constantly. Yeah. Okay, like, it kind of Well, I, cool. I guess he's yeah. liking it, then. <laughs> the best thing about watching the old Rambo movies is, I think it's Rambo, is it Rambo 3? Where the Taliban are the good guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the USSR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's legitimately the Taliban, and they're the good guys. And you're like, I'm shocked they haven't deleted that film like oh, out of history at this point. Yeah. He sneaks into Afghanistan and is taking it out. <laughs> That's the post-credit sequence on Rambo 3, the remaster. It's just 9-11 footage. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to cut that. Go ahead and cut that 9-11 bit, everybody. We're going we're gonna to cut that 9-11 bit. Cut that. Cut that bit. Cut that big. What? Cut that big. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're already going kind of long. Sorry about that. But mm. moving on, number six was Sicario, Day of the Soldado. Nice. I haven't seen that yet, but I was a fucking. Mm. I was. I adored the first Sicario. It was excellent. And oh, he's so good. 
this one is perfect because it doesn't give you more of the same at all. It mm-hmm. like gives you some of the characters and it gives you some of the situation, but completely turns everything on its head. Excellent. Yeah, it's great. It really is. I a lot of people like shit on it because they were expecting it to be more like the original one, right? And like, no, this is the perfect way you do a sequel to that movie. Fuck yeah! Is you change it up, you know, turn some things on its head. Yeah, no, that's like my, that's my biggest bitch is that like people fucking never change shit up. That's why mm-hmm. we get nothing but remakes in exactly. Hollywood nowadays because yes. people want to bitch when they try something new. I know, and like this is perfect. Like that's the the situation that we're in. With Mexico right now, mm-hmm. especially with them like harboring all these border people. Like, I don't want to get into politics and stuff, right. but like, there is a tense situation down there. And it's like it, the fact that we're exploring different things like this, I mean, it needs to be on there. Yeah, it's know? like an actual story you, to tell. Exactly. Is the post credit sequence the wall being built? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> There's just like some guy puts a MAGA hat on. There are rumors that they're going to do a third one, and I would just love it beyond all measure. <laughs> some guy puts a MAGA hat on, it's wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this was uh, Taylor Sheridan came back again uh, writing this one just as he wrote the first one. Um, like I mentioned a couple episodes ago, he did the Hell or High Water. Yeah, was yeah, his yeah, movie yeah. from a couple years ago. Yeah, you were that talking he about that movie that, I, need to check that, that out, I need to yeah. see, yeah. So, they, uh, this guy can do no wrong. Like, I will follow anything that this guy writes or directs. Fuck yeah. I mean, the first Sicario was so good, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, my God, that movie was amazing. Mm-hmm. That fucking, that cold-ass dinner scene when he pops that dude's whole family mm-hmm. and there's no emotion on his face because yeah. Javier Bardem is just a bad motherfucker. Oh, yeah. What a, what a great actor he is. All right, moving on. Number five. A Quiet Place. I'm going to have to see this movie. You really are. I, the I trailers on it. really made it look like shit. I was not excited to see this at all. I was just holding off on it because I'm not a big fan of John Krasinski. Yeah, Apparently he's was... like a real sweetheart in real life. Yeah. But all I've seen him from was my attempt to watch The Office where mm. I got two seasons in and I was like, this guy's a real dick. Yeah. I'm over this shit. And really, it, honestly, it was unfair. I was holding a lot of my you know, problems about this movie against him. Yeah. And he he delivers like... I don't know, for not even being a real horror fan. Like, he he did his homework, and there's some good homages in there, and it's just, it's a really cool story. Fuck yeah. And... Because he, like, wrote it, too, or something mm-hmm. like that. Wrote and directed. Wrote and, and directed starred and in starred. Okay. Yeah, and oh, his wife is the main female character, too. So he's, so. he's trying to be Clint Eastwood. Basically, yeah. I see what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, John Krasinski. I'm out. <laughs> I, I don't like him anymore. I'm out. Yeah. No, it's it's really well done. I think you'll enjoy yeah, it. I keep hearing so many people talk about this movie. I'm going to have to watch. I've been holding out just because yeah. I haven't liked John Krasinski because he was in The Office. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I'm going to have to fuck And it's just a neat concept, it. too. Like, they don't really introduce, <clears throat> you know, the deafness situation in a lot of different movies or culture right. at all nowadays. So it's a neat little twist on a horror film. I was going to say, I've also heard that... Uh, his little Amazon Prime uh, original oh, Jack series. Ryan. Yeah, the Jack Ryan. I've heard that's really fucking good, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I, I might have to give that a watch as well. But okay. I've heard that's been really good. Nice. Yeah, later on, that was going to be my uh, thing I was going to bring up next year. I think I'm going to really try to focus on TV, catch up on a lot of stuff I missed. Okay. Uh, people that maybe just now listening to the podcast, they don't know. Last year, I did the movie challenge right. from Doug Benson's movie podcast. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, 365 days, 365 movies. So yeah, I watched I threw you a couple movies for mm-hmm, that. Definitely, yeah. So I watched uh, 365 movies last year that I had never seen before. Mm. Uh, and it was quite a journey. You and, try to do like 52 seasons of a yeah, I don't know. TV shows? I don't know if show. I can go that much. I'm thinking maybe just like an episode a day would be enough. You know, I can mix it in between half hour and hour long shows and okay. try to catch up maybe. But 
Yeah, got, that's one I could definitely look into. I got a lot of shit I got to catch up on. Too. Yeah, that's I have thing not too, watched like, the Jack Ryan thing yet, so don't hold me to it if it yeah. sucks. I've just heard a lot of good things. So I did uh, movies last year. This year I tried to focus on video games and books. So between those two things, I've fallen behind on a lot of different TV that I usually would watch. So right. I definitely have a lot of things in the hopper, but I need to start checking some things out. I've been focusing so much on video games this year mm-hmm. that I've replayed like four games that I've used to own. So <laughs> that's what's up. Still playing Arkham Knight. Yeah? Yeah, still playing Batman. I literally, for the last month and a half now, I've done nothing but play a, a Batman game. Nice. Whether it be Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, or Arkham Knight. I skipped over Arkham Origins because it wasn't part of the Return to Arkham oh, okay. uh, thing. I guess, I, I mean, I could buy it. I think it's out there. Yeah. But I need to beat Arkham Knight so I can beat God of War. Because I want to go back to that. And then I need to beat Spider-Man. Yeah. And then I need to beat every other game that I own. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just end up playing Batman again, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Right, yeah, Quiet Place was good. I think you'd like it. I, I'm going to have to check it out. I yeah. just keep hearing good shit about it. Next on the list is one I definitely know you've seen. Oh, yeah. Avengers Infinity War. Oh, yeah, that's got to be on there. It really does. It's such just, a good movie. Yeah, everything has been building to this Yeah, for years and years. And like it held said. up, too. Yeah. Like It like literally like gave us what we wanted Absolutely. from it. Absolutely. I love the actual fact that they've been teasing Thanos bit by bit, you know, learning a little bit about it. And then this time you get hit like... You really dig yeah, into his philosophy. I was going to say, like, Thanos got thrown out, like, was it the first Avengers that he got? Yeah, that was the first right, time he appeared in a post-credits. Time. And then, like, mm-hmm. he was never really talked about Not much. Not really. You get a little bit more in Guardians yeah, of the like, Galaxy because they brought in Nebula. Yeah, so, exactly. And you have to introduce him more mm-hmm. with that, so. Yeah, no, they were, like, they did they, they, they did a long con mm-hmm. on fucking Thanos. Oh, yeah. That was pretty dope. Yeah. And it paid off. Like Oh, fuck yeah. Infinity War is so good. Yeah. Although it has one of my favorite, like, cliche tropes of uh, superheroes. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, it happens in DC, too, like, in the comics and the video games. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, Tony Stark invents the nanomachine, like, housing unit. Mm-hmm. It's where he can just make his suit at any point. Right, it's like in his bracelet or something. Yeah. yeah. It, no, it's in his chest, remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. okay, he, like, yeah. he puts the new thing on his chest because it's a housing unit for his nanobots to make his Iron Man suit. And it's right as he needs... To be able to make a nanobot uh, Iron Man suit, and that's like there's just a fun cliche to me, like just it, inventing something. Yeah, as you need inventing it. something literally two days before you need it. Like the, the same thing with like Arkham Knight, even where I was just you know I was just playing that game, and Batman like three months before the giant uh, war happens, he has invented his Batmobile to be like basically a tank at that point and like fight shit and stuff like that. I was like, oh well, how convenient is that? That the new thing you invented is now all of a sudden needed. Yeah, it's a fun trope. I like it. It's cliched as fuck, but I do kind of like it. So I'm not talking that much shit on it, but it's just one of those things that always makes me laugh. Yeah, this was just great, and it builds to such a cliffhanger. Like everybody's and their fucking oh grandma's gonna see Endgame next yeah, year. Yeah, no, there's not one person on this planet who's not watching Endgame. Yeah. Endgame. It's and just, there's also not one person that's even fooled by the cliffhanger, but it's like, you yeah, know, no. they still need to do it. Just because you're not fooling anybody doesn't mean you didn't yeah. drop it. You still fucking do it. Yeah. But we just know what you're doing. Exactly. We're in on the joke. It's, it's that, that's even, you know, part yeah. of like enveloping us in the story. That is, you know what? That is kind of a good point. Yeah. It's, it's almost like we're there. It's like, yeah. okay, yeah. Like, let's see how you do this. Exactly. Maybe you'll shock me. I know what you're going to do, uh-huh. but maybe you'll do it in a fun way. Yeah. So let's see what happens. Yeah, we're definitely all in. Especially because with the end game trailer, this is something that got pointed out to me. Um, with uh, Ant Man, what's his name? Peter Lang or something like that? Uh, um, Scott. Scott Lang. Scott Lang, thank you. The fact that he survived it because he was in like the, the like, uh, what do they call it? 
the quantum space yeah, or something like that. Or something, yeah. I think it's like the, the quantum space or something like that. The fact that he survived all of that because he was in the quantum space. And so now that opens up all the possibilities of like, oh, well, maybe everybody's in the quantum space then right now. And then Scott Lang's going to fucking grab everybody. And, oh, we're going to have a new 52 Marvel and we're going to crush all the universes together. Yeah. But I, just, I don't know. I just like that kind of shit. That's fun to me. Absolutely. All right, moving on to number three is Mission Impossible Fallout. Was that good? That just came out like pretty. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it came out during the summer, and it is one of the best action movies I've seen in a long time. I've been liking these like new it Mission is Impossible's. just action scene, action scene, action scene, action. Scene. It's like you are the edge of your seat the entire fucking time. Oh, Tom Cruise doing all of his own stunts as always. Yeah, like, no, he's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, he absolutely is. Him playing Ethan Hunt is just. Marvelous. Like, it's, it's perfect. I love Mission Impossible movies so much. Like it, It's one of my weaknesses. Oh, they're all great. Yeah. What do you mean weaknesses? Those are good films. Why would I, that be I, a weakness? I, I knew we agreed on things. Even the shitty one is good. Was that yeah. Mission Impossible 3? with uh, uh, 2 is the worst one. Yeah. Wrong. No. 2 is awesome. No. Nah, 3 is the one that sucks. No way, man. Philip Seymour Hoffman is like the best villain. Yeah, ever. that's the one that sucks. No. Come on, that movie sucked. No. He, he saves f- it. Mm, is a great Mission movie. Impossible 2 is awesome. You were fucking wrong on that. That is a great action movie. Okay. That is just fucking like <laughs> constantly. They're just throwing <laughs> explosions and skydiving and fucking road races and slow motion and yeah. fucking Tom Cruise has a beautiful hair in that movie. It's fucking <laughs> That's true. great. The hair is that movie good. rules. It is Mission probably Impossible his best hair. Is shit. Yeah. But no, Fallout mm-hmm. is just taken it's to another level, basically. So awesome to hear. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. You're... What did he do to top himself after getting strapped to the side of a plane to make that shot? He does a halo jump out of a plane. With no parachute? No parachute. That's what I assume. Yeah. And Him and Cavill both did it. And then we're going to find out that he literally didn't have a parachute when they did that shot, did he? Yeah, no, he didn't. I knew it. Yeah. Fucking Tom Cruise is the man. And Ever since he got away from Scientology, he's such a badass now. There's a helicopter fight at the end of the movie. Hell yes. Where he's flying in a helicopter, fighting another guy flying in a helicopter. He learned how to fly a helicopter for that movie, and he did it in Romania in like three months because no other country would allow him to do it for less than six months of training. <laughs> so he went to that country, Found the one country just for the fact that he could do it in that amount of time and then filmed it there to reward them for letting him do it. Tom Cruise, now that he's broken away from fucking Scientology, he's back to being the man. Oh, he yeah. was the man for a long time. Yeah. And then he was jumping on Oprah's couch and he was in Scientology and we weren't cool yeah, with him. Yeah. But now he's away from Scientology and he's oh. back to being the fucking man. Oh, yeah. It's so awesome. It is amazing. I like, can't wait to watch this movie. This movie, I can't do anything but applaud to it. It, just, it was great. I loved every single second of it. Oh, I can't wait to watch it. And then speaking of loving, number two, we just talked about earlier. Oh, wow. It's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Like, that's how much I liked this I was movie. Say, didn't you just say that, like, last week? Yeah. And that is already, no, that's number two That's number this two year. of the Damn. whole year. Like, it's like a perfect comic book movie. Like. Fuck yeah. I still love Spider-Man 2 more. The that's original Raimi one. one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, no, that's a good one. That, that to me, is a great comic book movie. But, like, this one is really, really close to it. Like, just under it. Fuck yeah! It it just does everything right with Spider Man. I'm gonna have to see this movie. And I can't wait. You really do like, and I'd say definitely see it in theaters too. Like you need to see it on a big screen. Mm-hmm. The, the the surround sound soundtrack, like the soundtrack to this movie, is just amazing too. Fuck like, yeah! Everything fits the beats just well, and the new songs they've added for it are really good. And Did they get Peter Parquet in there? We get any Marvel 1692? We don't do that one. Mm, bummer. Yeah, but definitely well, stick now, around. Now I don't like it. So. 
the uh, there is no mid credit scene. It's actually an end credit scene. So you have to sit there through the entire uh, credit the to get thing. to it. But you fucking need to stay for it because it is the funniest thing I've seen in a movie this year. I laughed so hard I could not believe it. No shit. Yeah, dude. Like it is so hilarious. Well, there's a PSA for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Like, make sure you. I just got the hiccups. Yeah, there's a PSA for all the listeners. Make sure if you go see End of the Spider-Verse, you mm-hmm. stay through that whole credits. Yeah, like maybe go to the bathroom or something if you need to come back. Like, it's a long credit sequence, but yeah, you definitely don't want to miss it. Fuck yeah. I can't wait to see that movie. That looks oh, awesome. It's so good. I'm man. so excited for that shit. Oh, speaking of soundtracks, did I tell you what one of my Christmas gifts was? I forgot no. to tell you this. Uh-uh. I got uh, the Awesome Mix Volume 1 and 2. Oh, nice. Literally on cassette. Holy shit, really? From Guardians. Yeah, that was my Christmas gift from Emma's mom. That's awesome. Yeah, they got me Volume 1 and 2, and it's, like, legit on a fucking cassette, and it just says Awesome Mix Volume 1 and 2. I I was so excited when I saw that. I was like, that is the shit. Nice. That is really cool. Anyway, go ahead. Number one here. building up. Your favorite movie of 2018. Yep. It's Hereditary. That sounds familiar. It's a horror movie that just fucked my shit up. Uh Uh-huh. Like, it is. We've talked about this before, really haven't good. we? I think so. It might not have been on mic, but I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, definitely. This yeah. sounds I've, very familiar. I, uh, I need to get you over here to watch some. I've got the 4K Blu-ray, and it looks amazing. And okay, right on. Yeah, it's it's really good. Like, it's one of those horror movies that is. This is my favorite kind of horror movie, basically, because it it builds the characters so much. Right. You get the whole like family drama, family trauma. Everything like building up to a, a inevitable conclusion, basically. Right. And then the last ten, fifteen minutes are just so fucked up, crazy shit <laughs> that you're just like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> and oh my god, this movie is just it hit everything that I could expect, and it even added to it because I saw it alone by myself at like a ten thirty p.m. showing, which was perfect, you know, mm. for a horror movie that you want to do. And I came home that night, and I think I have talked about this on the podcast before. The next three nights, I slept with a nightlight. You did tell me about that, yes. I remember I, you saying I that. I couldn't yeah. take it. I was My nightmares were so vivid and so up fucked that up bad, that huh? I, I had to sleep with a nightlight. I haven't slept with a nightlight since I was 12 years old, probably. <laughs> and I'm no 36, shit. and yeah. For Damn. three for three consecutive nights, I couldn't I couldn't even <laughs> think about falling asleep until I had a nightlight on to make sure that there was nothing like crawling on my walls or ceiling. <laughs> or, yeah. That is awesome. This, I cannot wait to see this. This really like affected me. Like this is great horror. And oh god, I wonder if I can bring Emma over for this. Yeah, that's why I was wondering too. That's like mm. that's kind of why I haven't shown it to you yet because to you're it. usually here together, and like yeah. I I don't know if she'd be able to handle it. Yeah, or not. she does not handle horror very well. Yeah, especially like the jump scares and stuff. No, she's, she's saying, not yeah, a fan and, of that. And yeah, there, there's a lot of that. But, yeah, that sets her. But they're done well. Yeah. Like I know you're not a big fan of the jump scare. So I'm, I want to throw that big, out there. The yeah. only reason I'm not a big fan of it is that I always call them coming so that they don't jump scare me. Yeah. So I'm just like, this is lazy. Mm-hmm. You can go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. There's there's parts of this movie that you're not going to see coming in. That's great. Like it, it That's just, what I want to see in a horror yeah, movie because exactly. I've seen all the horror movies. So Thank I'd like you. to yes. see something yeah. new. That's, yeah, what, that, horror, that's awesome. That's yeah. exactly what I'm looking for. Absolutely. Like This is just yeah, a great movie. And this is a first time writer and director. He wrote and directed this movie. No shit. First time he's done either one. He just fucking knocked the doors off. And just, oh man. Hell yeah. So much so. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to check so, that out. It's it's great. If you're into horror at all, definitely check it out. Hereditary. Then moving on, that that was the films that I enjoyed. Okay. You also know that I'm a big Oscar fan. For so some reason, I, yeah. Yeah, I go into like the, the, the classical. So the best Oscar-worthy movies that I saw, is uh, it's got to be Roma, hands down. So this was Alfonso Cuaron's 
movie that's kind of autobiographical about his life growing up in Mexico. Oh, okay. Uh, this is the guy that directed Gravity and yeah, Children yeah, yeah, of Men. Yeah. yeah. And so, great filmmaker already, by oh, the yeah, way. Oh, yeah, obviously. And, no, that guy can make a fucking yeah, movie. And this one is just so personal that you could tell that he really brought a lot to it. It's filmed in black and white. Okay. And uh, it follows a, a maid as she takes care of a family mm. and bonds with them and just like the trials so and tribulations she goes through. it's not just Oscar bait, like there's an actual story there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, no, Because that, no, no. that's what always irritates me about the Oscar movies, that so many of them are fucking Oscar bait. No, and that, that's what's great about this. Like, I, it's... I think it's a odds-on favor to even win, even though it's like I said, filmed in black and white, and it's in Spanish the entire time. No it's all shit. subtitled. Yeah. Damn. But it's just—it's really good. It's very touching. It tells this story of a woman as she's part of this family, yet she's not. You know, right. like in Maidwood, and, like, mm. and it's just really cool. And just like it's Alfred got a, Pennyworth. Yeah, very much. I got it. Okay, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I was there. I just yeah. had to put it in terms that I understood. There you go. Yeah, I had to put it in Batman terms. <laughs> yeah, there's so many good like symbolism and. Like, the opening shot is just beautiful. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Okay, awesome. It's, it's really cool. Roma. So I'm cheering for it, yeah. I might have to give it a shot. It's I on usually, Netflix. So. I usually hate Oscar movies. I might yeah. have to give it a shot. It came out uh same weekend in theaters and Netflix, so. Oh, well, that that's kind of awesome. I like yeah. that. I'm going to have to, if, if it's subtitled, I'm going to make sure I'm not drinking. Yeah, that's the thing. You really got to try to focus. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's fair. I, but uh, I went and saw it at the Tivoli. I love that theater. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Fucking so great I had theater. to shout it out too. Love that theater. We actually did a double feature. It was Roma and Free Solo. We saw both of them mm. the same night. So, uh, shout out to Josh and Nick for taking me over there. And, and both of them good. made your cut too. Look yeah, at that. absolutely. It was a very good night. And then uh, for the last category, uh, I always try to do the the best movie that I saw this year for the first time that didn't come out this year. Okay. So for the best movie non twenty eighteen, I saw this year for the first time. It's 2001 A Space Odyssey. That was your first time seeing that, That honestly. was my first time, yeah. That is so fucking crazy. Which is really cool. Like, as soon as they announced it, I knew that I had to see it because that was going to be the best possible way to see it. Oh, yeah, you know, no, I knew 4K restoration. With, yeah, I've never seen it With in surround theaters. sound theater. Like, I, mm. I have to go see this oh, movie fuck now. yeah. And I loved it. It was probably the best sci-fi movie I've ever I've seen. I've never seen it in theaters. I've oh. seen it a shit ton of times. It's yeah. Stanley Kubrick. He's oh. like a personal hero of mine. I think he's one of the greatest directors to ever live. Yeah. I I've never seen it in the theater, stuff. though. That's pretty... Oh, you'll love it. All yeah. of it's good. I mean, Clockwork Orange, The Shining, mm. uh, Eyes Wide Shut kind of sucks. Yeah. But all of his other stuff is good. What's it? Like Barry Lyndon? Is that something? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard good things about that. That was pretty good. I just He's such a fucking like perfectionist filmmaker where he'll shoot a scene 90 fucking times. He emotionally tortured fucking Shelley Duvall on the set of Shining oh, yeah. just so that she would have her character be more like isolated and sad. Wow. He was emotionally torturing her. Where like if she had like a tiny flub, he would mm-hmm. yell like, God damn it, Shelley, do it right. <laughs> and like he was bullying her wow. to make sure that her performance would be better. So that's he, why she looks kind of skittish that's in a lot exactly of That's exactly why. Wow. Yeah. He admits in like interviews later on that he's like, yeah, he goes, I have nothing wrong with Shelly. He's like, I think she's a very sweet girl, but I just needed to get that character out of her. So I just had to do that. And I'm like, holy fuck, that is some goddamn uh, commitment wow. to be like a shit to someone that you like just yeah. to make sure your movie's good. Yeah. <sighs> They're just cogs in the machine. To these exactly. Directors. Yeah, we got work to do. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess uh, we're going to miss out on the listener questions this time. Oh, all right. Sadly. Which we mean? will for sure going to hit all of them. Next year. Yeah, next year. Yeah. Oh, great joke. Uh-huh. We will hit all the listener questions, and uh, I'll have Emma write us up some questions, too. Oh, yeah? So we'll just do a shit ton of questions next episode. Okay. Mailbag episode. I like there it. we go. Yeah, we'll do a mailbag episode to open up the year. 
Uh, we'll answer all the uh, listener questions I haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, that'll be good because we'll probably be light on topics anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the fucking first of the year. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I'll have like Emma think of some questions. I'll like try to research some fun questions that we can answer, okay. and we'll just do like a whole episode on that. How's that sound? Sounds good to me, man. Okay, sorry we we couldn't get to you guys again, but uh, we went way too long already. <laughs> this yeah. is not how far we wanted to go. <laughs> uh, as always, I hope you guys had a great time. Yeah, uh, I know I did. I did. I had, a, I had a lot of fun. Uh, if you liked us, give us a like a review, a rating, all that kind of shit. Always good. Send our shit out to your friends. That's all fun. Uh, if you want to talk to us, you can follow the show on Twitter at uh, the A to Z show. That's the number two Z, obviously. Um, also, you can follow both of us. You've got me at Melch Knows Best. Right now, my profile picture is the young Claymation Santa Claus. Huh. That'll be changed here soon. Okay. Obviously, I'm going to go back to my other shit. And then uh, you can also follow uh, Andrew at BigGuyACV. I noticed that you changed your uh, Twitter name on that. I was I proud did. of you for that, for yeah. America's Sweetheart Andrew. You're finally buying in. Uh, also, for other questions, if you guys want to send them in, we're at um, – you can send them on Twitter. All of our DMs are open. Send all those in. They're on my phone. I will get to them. Especially because we're going to do a mailbag episode next week because I feel shitty for not getting to them, but it's already getting late. Uh, I hope you guys had a great Christmas. I hope you enjoy your New Year's. You are all the best. Uh, I love you. I love you, Andrew. Love you, buddy. All right, man. Let's uh, let's go ring in the New Year. All right. And if we're still listening to this at the party, let's do another shot. Okay. <laughs>